Hello and welcome back. We're the Horror Movie Crew. This is episode 11. We're discussing Jess's pick, Get Out. I'm Josh. Hey, y'all. What's up? It's Jess. Ooh. <laughs> That's kind of jazzy. <laughs> Why are you so deep now, Seth? I don't know. Hey, y'all. <clears throat> oh, God. It's all the sinus crap. Huh. Why is that? You want to talk about it? Should we get into that? No, we don't really need to talk about my sinus problems. Mm, do you take medicine? Mm-mm. Well, maybe you should take some Claritin. No, I'm good. You need the D. The D. Claritin D. <laughs> That's what he's missing in his life. <laughs> yeah. I got to give him your driver's <laughs> license just to get it. Sure. Why? Are you like banned from getting it? You can only buy a month's worth of Claritin D at a time. Were you trying to make meth or something? No. Is that what they do with that? Yeah, I yeah, think so. That's why they make you show your license and everything. Are you on a list we don't know about? They make everybody do it. Seth has a meth lab. But why would you need her driver's license? Mine, to if I it. wanted to buy it. <sighs> I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay, understand. Next topic. What have you guys been up to? Smoking meth. Working. And yeah. Nothing exciting. <laughs> You're becoming Walter White? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Gotta make that money. Hmm. Mm-hmm. No, just the How usual. about you? Um, just hanging out, dude. Yeah. Trying to buy a house, make my wife happy. We'll see how that goes. That'll be fun. <laughs> Not for you. You're going to help me move. <laughs> yeah, I might be unavailable that weekend. Uh, you can't be. After the last time. Seth said if any, whoever uses a U-Haul, he's not involved in it anymore. <laughs> We're mm. too old for U-Hauls. <laughs> Why U-Hauls? I don't know. It's just like what young people do. Oh, they buy U-Hauls <laughs> to move? Yeah. I don't think I'll need a U-Haul. It's not that far. You can get a pod. Ooh. Load it in the pod. Is that the things they deliver with helicopters? I think it comes on a truck. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, where are you, fucking Jay-Z? <laughs> Maybe. I'm the hillbilly Jay-Z. I guess it is only like half a mile down the road, so mm-hmm. that won't mm. be too bad. It won't be terrible. We'll be okay. You guys can just walk it over there. <laughs> it's on a dolly just pushing fine. this stuff down 41. <laughs> Dude, it won't be too We'll get an Uber. We'll just have the Uber guy bring it over. <laughs> hmm. It's That's great. fun. Well, Jess, you picked this movie. I did. Why did you pick Get Out? Because it's really good. Hmm. It's a good movie. I liked it. It's got this like twist Ooh. at the end. I didn't see it coming. Don't. I also really love Jordan Peele. Okay. What's his show? Key and Peele? Key and Peele. Mm-hmm. I've loved it. You guys have both seen it? The movie or the show? Oh, there's a movie? You're talking about the show? Yeah, Key yeah. and Peele. That's a yeah. show, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. you talking about the movie. Oh, I've never seen it. It's great. Is it still on? No. Mm-hmm. No, he did this like pre-directing and whatnot. Oh, hmm. but maybe I'll check it out. Very hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And then he like makes these kind of serious thriller type thriller movies. movies. Thriller movies. It's pretty. It's pretty great. He's pretty great. I love him. <laughs> He's taking the Leatherface. Watch out! Watch out! He's taking your spot. He is. Mm-hmm. You guys watched any other movies besides this movie? We kind of recorded close together, didn't we? No, not really. It's been quite a while. Have you watched anything outside of this movie? No. Scary-wise, yeah. no. Definitely not. I watched The King of Staten Island. Oh, is that good? It's really good. Is it really? I liked it. I mm. like Pete Davidson. So. I've heard it's good. I'd like to see it. It's very good. I watched Halloween 2018. It was really good. 
Oh, that's why you were like, Judy Greer's a good actress. I thought that was just a <laughs> random thing you said, and I was like, that's cool. Yeah. You're like, okay. Just no. randomly th- had what a thought about I it. What I said is Judy Greer is really good in Halloween 2018. Yeah, and I thought that uh, meant you were just like. a random statement. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had a special on the movie on Amazon, so I was just like, fuck it. It's on here. I'm going to watch it. So I did, and I actually liked it more this time than the first time I watched it, which was in theaters. I oh. like her a lot. I like her in like most roles. Yeah. She can be good. She's like super annoying sometimes, though. Yeah. It's her voice. Mm-hmm. Mom. She plays one of the story bots in Willow's show that she watches. Oh, really? Yeah. Poor Judy Greer. Hopefully, this Halloween thing carries her out of story bots because she's nobody should have story to do bots that. Storybots is awesome. Check it out. Everybody, <laughs> go watch Storybots on Netflix. Sweet. You'll learn a thing or two. Hmm. <laughs> You'll learn a thing or two. <laughs> you will about the human body and the planets. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Interesting. Is sex ed on there? Yeah. Mm, great. Story bots. Everybody go check it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Our episode on Sleepaway Camp dropped today. It's a good one. Yeah. What a movie that was, huh? What a twist. It still like got me <laughs> fucked up a little bit thinking about it. Do you wake up seeing Keep that seeing at the foot of your bed? picture, that <laughs> image. Because asshole put it on our Instagram account. So every time I get on there to do something, somebody's liked it. So then it's like keeps popping up. Like I can't, I can't even forget about it. How could we not put that on there? That's your next tattoo. <laughs> that and the curling uh, iron scene. Could picture. you imagine if that was my next tattoo? Just do a full back tat. And that's just <laughs> like right in the middle. <laughs> With a little dick. Yeah, it's got to have a dick. It's got to have a little dick. Yeah. Yes. Right, right, right at your crack. Somebody <laughs> has that tattoo. I guarantee it. Oh, I bet. God, I fucking crazy. hope not. Dude. Does Mal have one with it? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Have you talked to her since the episode release? Uh-uh. Oh, I wonder what she thinks. She hasn't commented. Hmm. Well, it just came out today, right? Yeah. So I thought she would have been all over it. I mean, it was her pick. Like obviously, True. her dedication True. to the she podcast. She's a busy lady, <clears throat> though. She's busy. Hmm. That makes sense, I guess. She'll get around to it. Yeah. Excuse me. Okay. Do we have a question? We're not doing reviews or social media comments anymore. It gets too too lengthy because we're just getting so much traction that everybody are, wants yeah. to talk to us now. So what's our question? It is, what's your favorite thriller? Ooh. Josh? <laughs> Seth? I would probably have to go with Misery, I think. Mm, that is a good one. Yeah, that's a hard question though well it goes in, in tune with the topic of of our movie right it is a thriller mm-hmm. jess thriller favorite well i really like get out obviously uh-huh. but since that's like what i chose a close second would probably be hereditary hereditary i've never seen that i've not it's seen it pretty that good it's very creepy oh. really yeah isn't that doesn't that have a twist too it leaves you with like weird uh, feeling it's hmm. i don't even know if it's so much like a twist it's just um hmm. it's fucking weird. weird yeah huh very strange interesting i've never seen it maybe i should watch it but maybe we'll do it on here so maybe I, is it on the wheel no no okay maybe i won't watch it then <laughs> or maybe i will watch it watch it sometime check it out try it out all right we might do it maybe we will maybe we won't i don't know what is yours oh shit i didn't yeah, even go he's trying um, to just skirt right past that one <laughs> but you guys know i don't prepare very well for this podcast um thriller six cents i hate that movie um probably seven hmm. Hmm. 
Does that count? Yeah. Yeah. That's got a twist. Probably seven. Or do you remember the movie with Denzel Washington where death, I forget exactly the whole premise of the movie, but like death is following him or death is like killing people, but like it gets passed around by touch. Hmm. Really good movie. It's, I don't old, know. it's an older Denzel Washington movie. You guys have to Google it. I can't, hmm. but like a '90s one. Mm, I think it was in the '90s. I'm yeah, about to Google that. It's called. I I keep wanting to say Fear, but it's not Fear because that's the Mark Wahlberg movie that we talked about. Yeah, the roller coaster last scene. week with the, no with the Ferris wheel. The roller coaster. Hmm. Yeah, I forget. The, it's like a one-word title. He was also in the Bone Collector, which is really good. Fallen. Fallen. That's it. I'm sure I've seen it. Yeah, read us. Is there is there like a summary, like a synopsis on there? Hit us with it. Let's see, Reese. Oh, sorry, my screen like. Jessica's very Sugar. professional today. She's got the laptop out. She's not playing around. <sighs> She's even right. wearing a pantsuit. I am not. <laughs> I'm wearing a pantsuit. Stop. <laughs> Homicide detective John Hobbs and Edgar Reese, a serial killer, are talking just before the latter is going to be executed in prison. Reese is proud of all his crimes and doesn't repent at all. Hobbs witnesses the execution of Reese. At the last second, Reese starts shouting that he is innocent, that it wasn't him, all his cocky demeanor lost. However, this doesn't finish the matter. Soon after the execution, the killings start again and they very similar to Reese's style. Hobbs starts hearing people on the streets singing the same tune that Reese sang in the gas chamber. This is a really long synopsis. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's that, good. That's like the whole movie. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, so this serial killer is basically following him around, I think, like doing the same things, messing with him, but he, he can like, well, I guess I'm kind of ruining the movie. He can jump from body to body, basically. Mm. It's really good. It also has a, a decent ending. So I don't know. Maybe that'll be one we watch. I don't It'll know. be a good one. I don't think I've ever seen that. It's good. It's good. Fallen. Check it out. Check it out, man. All right. Let's get into the discussion. This might, uh, this one, I don't know if this one's going to go long or not, but I really don't care. Taylor Punk 444. Oh, <laughs> Taylor. Taylor Punk. Taylor. Well, all right. <laughs> I said it was porny, so I have to make it extra yeah. porny. I like it when you make it porny corny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you guys remember the first time you saw this movie? Yes, I saw it in theater. Yesterday. yesterday that was your first time watching it yeah okay yeah i've not seen this before initial reaction i liked it okay it was pretty good Ooh, pretty good mm-hmm. that didn't sound like you were like yeah it was fucking great best well, movie ever i won't go that far second to sleepaway camp well we don't need to compare the two <laughs> <laughs> they're two different types of films mm. Yeah, one's good and the other one's not. I'm kidding. Sorry, Mal. <laughs> um, okay. You did a really good job on that last synopsis, so why don't you just hit us with the synopsis for Get Out? Sure. Now that Chris and his girlfriend Rose have reached the meet the parents milestone of dating, she invites him for a weekend getaway upstate with Missy and Dean. At first, Chris reads the family's over-accommodating behavior as nervous attempts to deal with their daughter's interracial relationship. But as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries lead them to the truth. And he never could have imagined what was coming. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, wow. That was a great job. Thanks. 
didn't give too much away. Kind of laid the groundwork for it. Yeah. I didn't lo- lose my beer this time. I lost all my notes. Found on. Since 2017. Came out in 2017. So we've got a list of characters. Actually, in comparison to the other movies we've done, there's quite a few characters in this one. So we've got. There are kind of a lot. Our two main characters are Chris and Rose. Um, they go to visit Rose's family, and that's when we're introduced to Missy, which is uh, Rose's mother, Dean, which is her father, Jeremy, which is her brother. They have a um, yard worker or lawn care person. His name is Walter. They have a, I won't, is she a maid, I guess? She's a house, yeah. housekeeper. Housekeeper, yeah. Named Georgina. Um, yeah, none of these actors are have you seen them in anything else georgina um, looked familiar to me is she allison oh, williams i think williams was in a show that i watched called girls okay um but i haven't really seen her in much else is that rose yeah uh-huh. i feel like i've seen the georgina chicken um, something okay the guy that plays chris is in an episode of black mirror that's that right other than that, though, I don't think they're... Yeah. I've seen Missy in some stuff. Oh, yeah. She's been in a lot. Yeah. Oh, shit. She's a 40-year-old virgin. Yeah. I she like her Oh, a yeah. Lot. That is her. I yeah. Like, yeah. I like her a lot. Uh, for me, the standout performance was... Which, this isn't even a category. I totally fucking made that up. <laughs> uh, it was definitely Allison Williams' Rose. She's, yeah. She does phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Chris is good, too, but Allison, uh, who plays Rose, is just like... Which we'll get into, but she basically plays two characters. Like Rod yeah. was my favorite. Rod? <laughs> oh, like, Rod. I do like Rod. Rod. Fuck, I, fr- Rod. I didn't even have him on here. Rod's fucking hilarious. Rod's great. Yeah, Rod's awesome. He, uh, he like, breaks the tension of the movie, mm-hmm. um, which I think is good. So, yeah, no, um, those are our main characters. Again, there's quite a few of them. That's why generally we don't list them off because we don't have to, but there's quite a few of them in this one. Mm-hmm. As usual, I'm trying to pound this beer till I can get to the next one to crack <laughs> It, you think it. I, I did better? At this. I didn't realize that this was also produced by Jason Blum. Mm. I didn't know that. <sighs> didn't realize. I didn't either until the beginning where it said Blumhouse, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh wow, it's the Blumhouse movie." Okay, well, hey, we're gonna jump right into this, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, getting ready with my beer here. We need a production crew on this thing to help to help us out. <laughs> For your beer. <laughs> you guys ready? Let me get out my notes. Oh my <laughs> god, what is that? Okay. <laughs> Seth I typed... Forgot to, uh, I forgot to tear the sheets apart. S- are you yes. kidding me? Seth typed out all of his notes <laughs> on the typewriter. I did it on the laptop. That's on the laptop? Yeah, which oh, is I a d- very old printer. Oh my gosh. He's, how many sheets of paper is that? I don't know. Ten? Eight? Why is the font so big? So, so I could read it. Oh, my Lord. Holy cow. Okay, here we go. Let's hop into this discussion. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) We got to get a picture of the face he makes Uh, when he's doing that. I know. I get real aggressive. (laughs) (sighs) Excuse me. I just headbutted the mic. (laughs) Scene one. Opening scene. The movie opens over a dim lit street. A gentleman gets out of his car. We find out his name is Andre. I have Andrew. I don't know why I thought his name was Andrew. 
I didn't get a name on this one. Did you have the subtitles on? Mm-mm. Mm, yes, there. Uh, it says on the subtitles, I think, because he was talking on the cell phone. So Andre's walking down a sidewalk in the suburbs. A white sports car pulls up next to him and stops. It starts to follow him, so he turns around and walks back the way he came. He's acting uh, a little odd in the neighborhood. So he's a black gentleman in the suburbs, and he's clearly uncomfortable. I think he makes a few comments about feeling out of place, and I think he said, I'm going back the way I came. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's like an uppity neighborhood. Yes, he's out of here. Um, As he walks behind the car, he sees that the car doors are open, and there's old 30s-style music playing. Someone walks up behind him in a mask, uh, and they put him in some sort of chokehold and start to strangle him. The person drags him back to the car and puts him in the trunk. As the car door shut, we hear that the music shuts off, or maybe we can't hear it anymore because the car door shut. I don't know. It drives down the street, and then creepy violin music begins to play. I have a note here. What a great first scene. Yeah. Yeah, Action right out of the gate. Yeah. The violins. I think I like that in a horror movie. I like when it just jumps right into it. No waiting. No, no I don't want to wait 40 freaking minutes for something cool to happen. Or like Same. they feel like they have to build up this story for an hour and a half before anybody gets killed. Or and there's like no explanation or like uh-uh. you know, yeah. no idea why this guy is being nope. napped. Right. <laughs> no. Napped? You don't really napped. Is that what they call it now? <clears throat> Sounded better than kidnapped. Napped. You've been napped. He's been napped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. No, the, the first scene is great. And the music is really great. That violin music that they have playing. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, like, sends chills up my spine. Like, Does it? Yeah. yeah. It's really good. I like it. Um, scene two, art gallery apartment. Uh, we see an apartment with a bunch of black and white artwork all over the walls. The main character, Chris, is shaving. Um, while he's shaving, it's cutting back and forth. We see his girlfriend, Rose. She's looking at pastries in a bakery. Um, cuts back to Chris. He's looking through his camera as Rose knocks on the apartment door. Uh, we see that Chris is packing while Rose lays on the couch petting their dog. Do you remember what their dog's name was? Mm-mm. Um, Sid. Yeah. I just said, oh, Humphrey type dog. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rose runs through a checklist of items uh, with Chris and he answers yes. He looks clearly annoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris asks Rose if her parents know that he is black. She says no, should they? He says it seems like something you might want to mention. Rose makes fun of him, saying, Mom, uh, Mom, my black boyfriend might be coming up for the weekend. Chris says he doesn't want to be met with a shotgun <laughs> at the door. Um, and then Rose tells him that he has nothing to worry about. Her parents are not racist. He would, he would have, uh, her dad would have voted for Obama a third time if that were an option. So, obviously there's some uh, racial undertone going on with this movie. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, it, it starts right in, right out of the gate, um, kind of bringing it to the forefront of the movie, right? Yeah. And it carries throughout the entire movie um, all the way through it. So that's really the, the basis of the movie. So I'm going to state it. You guys you guys are going to agree with me because you guys love me. So mm-hmm. um, Depends on what you're going to say. <laughs> this isn't a political <laughs> podcast. Uh, this is a horror movie podcast, so we're going to go through the movie. We're going to have fun with it. And, um, yeah, if if uh, you're looking for a controversial thing, that's not going to happen here. We're just going to have fun. So there's podcasts out there that you can go listen to to get that. You're not going to get it from us. We're just here to have a good time. Yes. And that's so, that. Thank you. <laughs> Scene three, the car ride. 
Chris and Rose are driving in the car. Rose is driving. I thought that was weird. Yeah, that's, that's kind of odd. So Rose is driving. Chris is in the passenger seat. Uh, Rose breaks his cigarette and throws it out the window. Good for you, Rose. I thought he would have been more mad about this. You he, could tell he was like irritated. Yeah, he's like, that's just a dollar you threw out the window. Yeah, I think it's like building up to like he doesn't get super emotional about things. Mm-hmm. He kind of mm-hmm. is very laid back. Yeah. He kind of goes with the flow. Um, at that point, Chris calls his friend Rod. I think this is our first uh, introduction to Rod, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Dude, Rod is freaking hilarious. <laughs> he's a so, CSA agent. Yeah. Uh, I think they show him. He's at the apartment with Sid. He's like lounging around with the dog. Um, then I have a note. That Rod is hilarious. He yeah, adds comic relief for sure. Oh, this one is at the airport because I wrote down a quote. He said, the next 9-11 is going to be some <laughs> geriatric shit. <laughs> uh so he's not at the apartment yet. No, because he was talking about frisking old people or something. Oh, that's yeah. right. So he's like standing outside the airport. Yeah, he's hilarious. He might be, well, I don't know. Rose does great, but he might be my favorite character. He's my favorite for sure. But I think it speaks to the movie itself because... He breaks the tension. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So Rod and Chris joke around about him going to a white girl's parents' house. Um, <laughs> he was like, what's she doing? Licking your balls or something? Yeah, I wrote that in here too. <laughs> She looking your balls or something? Uh, so as Rose and Chris joke around about Chris being jealous of Rod, a deer runs out across the road and jumps in front of the car. She does it hit the windshield? Have you ever seen one jump that high? No. Yeah, that was because I've was hit really a couple weird. and they've never been like ten feet it, in the air. It hit the windshield, right? It didn't even look like it was as big as a deer. Yeah, it looked like mm. they hit something small. Yeah, but Seth, That's what's weird about it? As always, it's I put semi jump scare. It's our tradition. <laughs> Did you shit your pants? No, not on this. Not this it one? It did make me go, uh, a little bit. <laughs> it made a really weird noise, too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Strange. Uh, and the moaning sound it was oh, making. Yeah. It made me yeah. sad. So they get out of the car. Chris can hear the deer groaning in the weeds. Um, Chris walks toward the sound in the woods and finds the deer laying in the woods. Um, He just kind of looks at it. We don't really see him walk it's up to it. It's kind of an odd scene. Like, is he supposed to be bonding with the deer or something? It's just kind of weird. I don't know. It was strange. Yeah, like they made a point of it. You know, it wasn't. I don't know. Oh, duh! His mom got hit and died on the side of the road, but we don't know that yet. You find out later. I guess that could because the deer wasn't dead. It was just laying there, still alive. I guess I didn't make that connection later. Somebody write that down because you know I'm going to forget to talk about it later. But I think <laughs> that is because we don't know uh, that yet. Okay. So we really wouldn't put that. Yeah. Put, I'm glad you brought that up because I kind of forgot. Because I just made a note like why are they making such a point of this? Because it bothered him. He's like okay. sitting on the front of the car. He's kind of like teary eyed. Yeah. It really it really okay. messed with him. I think that's what it is because of his, his situation with his mom. That makes sense now. Yeah. Um. So we cut scene. There's a police officer there. Uh, the police officer is talking to to um, Rose while Chris is sitting on the front of the car. He's cl- clearly kind of shook about the deer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he walks over to where Rose and the cop are at, and the, uh, where the cop are at, and the police officer asks him for his ID. Uh, Rose gets like immediately upset and starts giving the officer a bunch of shit about asking him for his ID. Um, I think he ends up handing him his driver's license or you know i think he doesn't have a driver's license he says i have a state id so maybe that's why she's driving driving. yeah okay i don't think he ever gives it to him though no i think he does because then he doesn't even look at it he just hands it back to him uh back in the car dry uh 
driving. Chris tells Rose that he thought it was hot that she stood up for him. Also, why do you think, why did they have to call the cops? Well, the cop even said that. Yeah, he like, told her that she should have called animal control. He was kind of a dick about it. Yeah. He was like, remember, next time you want to call animal control, not the police. I didn't even know, like, that was a thing. I thought if you hit a deer and your car is not jacked up enough that you can drive away, that you just drive away, I guess. Well, I, I, but I guess if it's not dead... You're supposed to call so they can kill it. I but guess. I think if it, your car is damaged, you do have to call the police because you have to get a police report filed for your insurance, I uh. think. No, because I've hit one and I didn't have to get it. Oh, you don't have to? Mm-mm. Oh, well, see, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So you could just have hit a body. Yeah, you could have <laughs> hit a body. Or huh. a mailbox, I, I guess. I guess I just never thought about it. Yeah. We uh, huh. had this raccoon on our porch at the old house in town. And I called the police. I didn't know what to do. So I called the police and he was like, well... Honestly, if I were you, I would just leave it alone and it'll probably go away. He was like, "Um, do you have kids? I was like, yeah. He was like, well, if we come out, we have to shoot it. I was like, you have to shoot it? He's like, yeah, if we come out, we have to kill it. That could be rabid. So he was like, is it like bothering you? And I was like, no. What happened is I had a grill cover and the grill cover, because I'm lazy as shit, was off the grill on the ground and it like basically was like laying in it. Oh. Remember how we had that two-tiered deck? Oh, yeah. 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 So... I was like, no, he's just, he's just like laying in this grill cover. He was like, I'd leave it alone. It'll probably go away. It and did. <laughs> Maybe I should have had him come out and shoot this it. This is an emergency. Petrify the kids. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> my point here is <laughs> I I can sympathize with Rose because I, I did the same thing. I called the cops when I had – I probably should have called animal control. Well, at Halloween, like two years ago, trick or treat, we had a deer at my house that got hit and was laying on the sidewalk alive kicking the deer yes and i called the police and they came and took care of it so what they do to it uh i think they shot it oh i don't know i left it was like it was trick-or-treat kids were walking around (laughs) and stuff they're like shooting this deer i had to stand there at the sidewalk and like tell people to go around it because it was kicking oh god yeah I don't know what they did with it. I left. But. I'm surprised your hillbilly ass didn't drag it in the back in that weird little shed you had and like cut it up. No. How did somebody hit a deer in town like that? See, we didn't hear it either, so we don't know. But there, the house has like one of those black iron fences, so we wonder if it tried to jump over oh, and caught the top of it. Maybe itself. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. So you can call them for that. You can call them, but generally they kill it. I think that's what they told oh, me. Liars. Did they actually come out for the raccoon or no? They didn't. No, I called. Oh, okay. I talked to him on the phone. Okay. <laughs> that was a long conversation. <laughs> it's fine. It's what we do here. We just uh, get off on tangents. Scene four, the arrival. As they pull into a driveway, we see a groundskeeper raking leaves. He stands up and waves when they drive by. The house is very big and extremely nice. Apparently, they have money is the note that I have. Rose's parents come out uh, to greet them. Their names are Dean and Missy. Uh, they come out and they hug each of them and are extremely nice. We pan out to see the groundskeeper watching them from the yard. Inside the house, they tell the parents the story about hitting the deer. Dean tells uh, tells him that he's glad. He hates deer. They're overpopulated and are taking over the ecosystem. Yeah, I already don't like Dean at this point. He's very... Um, Way over the top. Yes. Very over yeah, the top. I already yeah. don't like him. <laughs> what about Missy? I like her at the moment. I love Missy. She's my favorite character. Really? Is she really? Yeah. Why? I just think she does that role really well. Uh. I like her in other movies too. Okay. I just so you like the actress? Yeah. Okay. I think she's a good actress. I'm just talking about the character, not necessarily 
The actor. The actor, actress. Mm. Okay. Just Dean's annoying as fuck. Uh, I feel like I would be <laughs> Dean. Dean. Like, oh, like I'd be dad, like dad all stuff. excited, yeah. like hey, because like they're probably excited their daughter came home, and mm-hmm. like I don't know, I'd want to show him around the house. I don't know, that'd probably be me. <laughs> Have a drink with the guy, find out what he's all about, then show him my shotgun collection. I don't think you'd be that nice. Mm, you're probably right. <laughs> I'd be the I'd be like the dad that like was like cleaning my gun at the table. <laughs> you bagging my daughter? Yeah. <laughs> oh my I don't God. care who it is either. Missy tells them that they look wiped out. Dean asks how long they've been a thing. Um, Dean immediately wants to give them a tour. So the so Dean and Missy, they ask how long they've been a thing. Do they not know how long their daughter's been dating this guy? Well, they, well, they must not be close. Mm, that we know that of. That we know of yet. Yeah. Scene five, the grand tour. They start in Missy's office. She's a psychiatrist and works from home. Dean shows off all of his souvenirs from traveling. Um, Dean is trying to, or he puts off this vibe, and you can tell he wants wants it to be as such, that he's very cultured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been a lot of places. He's seen a lot of different civilizations. He's got all these artifacts. Like, Well, I think that's why I didn't like him. He's like trying way too hard with the whole, I'm not a racist thing. Yeah. You think that's what he's doing? It's Yeah, it's like too much. Hmm. Yeah, he's over the top for sure. Um, they go into the kitchen, and Georgina's in the kitchen. Um, she's the cook. Uh, like the yard keeper, she is also um, black, and she acts like she's not even supposed to be talking to them. Like, I think he says hi to her, and she doesn't, she doesn't respond. She doesn't even acknowledge uh-huh. him, right? So she's acting real weird. Um, and you and heard the comment about the basement, right? I remember a comment, but what's the what is he the comment? He says something about what's that. And I think it was a door, and he said, "Oh, that's the basement. We had to seal it up due to black mold." Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's "Who the right. fuck seals a basement up Rich in that nice of a house?" And due to black mold, right? Like, wouldn't you have to solve that problem? So I was just seal it up. No, I was suspicious right then. <laughs> right then, I was very suspicious. Um, yeah. So back to Georgina. Um, I lost my spot. Sorry. <laughs> She didn't respond. She's she doesn't respond. She's like, she just like smiles. She look. I mean, she just, it's, it's really like a zombie. It's, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great, a great yeah. comparison. She's like a zombie. So they go out back and, and again, back to the Georgina thing. When they go out back, um, the groundskeepers out there raking and Dean, the dad, he make, he talks about it. He says, I know what you're thinking. White family, black helpers. Uh, I know what you're thinking. So, like, obviously he even got the vibe that Georgina was acting kind of weird inside, right? Mm -hmm. So, anyway, he tells Chris that he hates the way it looks. Um, Dean then tells Chris that he would have voted for Obama a third time if he had the chance, just Mm -hmm. like Rose had told him uh, at the house. So, I I have a note here to discuss, but, I mean, we kind of already did, but what what do you guys make of the help so far? Strange. Very odd. Something's up. Yeah. They're weird. They're weird. Especially in the next scene. Okay. Um, So cut scene back to the house. They talk about Chris's parents. Um, He tells me he didn't know his dad and his mom was killed during a hit and run when he was a boy. Uh, Then we see Chris's hand. He starts shaking and Dean asks him if he's a smoker. Dean tells Chris that uh, he should let Missy take care of that. She's developed a hypnotic technique that will make him stop smoking. Dean had her do it to him um, and he hasn't smoked in 15 years. Have you guys ever been hypnotized? I've never. No. No, you ever seen somebody be hypnotized? Uh-uh. Nor oh, would I ever do you? it. 
Uh, they used to do this thing at the fair where like a magician would hip, but I think the person was in on it. I don't think uh, it was real. Mm-hmm. Do I you would, think you can really be hypnotized? I feel like you have to think that you can. Mm. Maybe I don't. I would never try it. I agree with that. I think it is very loosely. Can it can be very loosely compared like the skeleton key, where like you yeah. have to believe in it yeah. for it to happen. Like I think you have to be able like. I don't think I could be hypnotized because I don't would not believe in that whatsoever. I think it's like the I'm spending a thousand dollars to do this, so I'm gonna make this change <laughs> <laughs> internally. Because I feel like yeah. it's really real. Like more people would do it that we know. I don't know. It's like a big thing. Like people come to like like hotels and like groups of people come and get hypnotized. Jesus. Mm. No thanks. So they can quit smoking or whatever. But it's like the Ouija board where you know goddamn good and well somebody else is moving that fucking piece around and smelling out oh, shit. Yeah. I guess. We need to know more. Tell All us right. if you've been hypnotized. Yeah, if anyone's a hypnosis expert. Yes, please let us know. Um, Josh would like to try it. I, I would. I mean, I would <laughs> let somebody try to hypnotize me, but I know they would. It would never work. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, so Dean and Missy um, tell Chris and Rose that this weekend is their big party. Uh, this is their. Um, I should have mentioned this. They cutscene. They're out on the back deck eating uh, lunch or dinner or something. Um, Georgina comes out and she's pouring tea into their glasses she goes to pour Chris's and she starts to zone out and and pours the tea out the glass overflows and it goes all over the table Um, Missy tells her to go lay down and she smiles awkwardly Georgina being the person that smiles awkwardly and she goes off Um, see this is where I start to get a little suspicious because how would Rose not know about this big party like wouldn't you be calling her parent hey we're going to come up for a visit yeah I'm like okay something's off here yeah, so this is when they mention the party as they're outside, and she comp- they tell her it's the same weekend every year. So, I mean, yeah, how would she not know about it? Yeah, Missy gets real bitchy about it. It's um, the same day every year. <laughs> Rose. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. I At that point, I was a little suspicious. Like, yeah. how does she not know about this? But I also gathered from the way that she was um, greeted by her parents that maybe they're not that close. So no. maybe she realistically did just forget about it. But again, that changes later. Right. Yeah. Uh, behind them, Rose's brother shows up. He's very uh, loud and annoying. Probably how I would be if I showed up after not seeing people for a while. But that's fine. I mislabeled all these scenes, by the way, just so you guys know. I think this is actually scene six. <sighs> scene six, dinner stories. Jeremy. So Jeremy is Rose's brother. We find that out. Um, he is gross. Yeah. What, is he from another movie? I've seen him in something. Like, is he on drugs? In the, like, he act, he's acting so fucking weird in this scene. Oh, he's definitely odd, but no, he's supposed to be drunk because <sighs> they make several comments about him being drunk. He's just a gross dude. I think it's the mustache. Yeah, he's just... Ugh. You weren't into him? God, no. <laughs> okay, Seth, so, so scenario... You're at the bar. You've had a lot to drink. You've had a little bit to drink. You're feeling good. There's nobody left in the bar but you and that guy. No, I would not suck his dick. You wouldn't take him up to your room? <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay, that's fair. No, thank you. All right, well, hey. He was an X-Men first class. Who is he? He must have had a mask on. Let's find out. Okay, we'll wait to find out. I think it's because he he's real sloppy in this. He just looks, I don't know, unkept. 
Yeah, he is. His hair's kind of wild. He's got that gross mustache. And he's annoying, so that doesn't help. Mm. Who is he in this? Oh, he's Banshee. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep. Interesting. Uh, so, Chris, I'm sorry. Jeremy is telling stories about a party that he and Rose threw when they were about 15. Um, did he say that she used to bite her toenails off and suck on them? Yeah, okay. he did say that, but I thought he was joking. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. So okay. He's telling all kinds of stories about when they were kids, and he talks about this one party specifically when they were f- around 15. Um, where Rose had, it was her first kiss, uh, with a guy named Connor, but, um, she bit his tongue. So the story is, uh, Jeremy's upstairs in one of the bathrooms banging some chick and somebody starts pounding on the door. He opens the door. It's Connor and he's like bleeding from his mouth. And he tells him that, that, uh, Rose bit his tongue. (laughs) I don't know. Weird story. The whole scene is weird. It is. It's very weird. There's like a lot of tension between Mm -hmm. everybody at the table. And then the whole training conversation, I'm sure you're going to talk about. Yeah, well, Missy gets up to go get dessert, which is something that happens before that scene. And when Missy goes through the um, kitchen door, you can see Georgina in the kitchen, like, holding something. But she, like, looks really odd. It was like a tray of drinks, I think, or something. Yeah, she, it seems like she's, like, zoning out mm-hmm. or something. It was really, it was really weird. Yeah. Um, but at that point, that's when Jeremy asked Chris if he likes MMA. But I think the dad, Dean, had asked him prior like about football or something he said no, i'm more of a basketball guy and that's when jeremy asks if he likes mma and then dean gets really weird about him asking that question did you guys pick up on that yeah, yeah. he's well, like why don't we just drop it or something like yeah why is he acting so weird about that mm. hmm. not sure well, Jeremy was weird about it. He was like, imagine what you could do if you trained. It was, just, it was fucking weird. The well, genetic makeup. That's yeah. what he says. Yeah, imagine what you could do with yeah. your genetic genetic makeup. It was. He says, uh, with your genetic makeup, you could be a beast. And he kind of like looks at him like biting his lip. Yeah. Sort of like. He's mm. like turned on. Sort of, I think yeah, he might be. he has some kind of thrill about it. Mm. Want some of that Chris D. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jeremy gets up and goes around the table to Chris. Um, he wants to do jujitsu with Chris. Uh, Dean and Rose kind of just sit there. They don't really do much. They kind of like laugh it off. But then Missy comes into the room and she tells him to stop. Um, and then he leaves. So like I think Missy, it, this is a clear indication to me that Missy is kind of running the uh, the show. Mm-hmm. Running the show, mm-hmm. yes. Scene seven, pillow talk. It's a long one, kids. Get ready. Chris and Rose are in their bedroom. Rose is bitching about Jeremy. Um, actually, oh, shit. Oh, Sorry. No. I didn't get in the mixer. We're good. At least we'll find out if it starts smoking. Um, anyway, Chris and Rose are in the bedroom. Rose is bitching about Jeremy and her dad. Um, she, she hated that her dad kept saying, my man. And and she also called out Missy for kind of being rude to Georgina um, at the dinner table or at the lunch table when she spilled her tea everywhere. Mm-hmm. So she uh, Rose apologizes to Chris. Um, he tells her not to say sorry, that it's fine. Chris tells her that nothing, uh, that it's nothing. He likes her and their racial flow. I don't really know what that means, but 
Yeah, that was a weird comment, I thought. Um, they start kissing, and as they're kissing, Rose remembers the party and tells him that her parents are so white. Later that night, Chris is laying in bed while Rose sleeps. So she's asleep. He is, well, I, I don't think he can sleep. He's not able to sleep for some reason. Um, he sits up and he like moves that lion. Oh, that was bear. weird. Yeah, he just like, like turns it, it around. Where did that thing come from? I don't know. So there's like a stuffed lion sitting on the table next to the bed. And he like, I don't know if he maybe thinks it's like, like there's a camera in it or something. Well, it's after he wakes up, right? Because um, he's having that deer moaning Oh, did he wake up? See, I thought he was just awake. I don't think he could he go to sleep. He was thinking about the deer moment. Yeah, he kept, it was like cutting uh, back to that moment. So I don't know if he was asleep or just thinking about it. Hmm. Okay. Um, and then he turns the bear. So he turns the bear. He gets up. He goes downstairs. Um, as he's walking through the house, he turns a corner. We see Georgina like walk behind him. But he, he jump scare. D- he doesn't see her. And yes, it's a jump scare. So I have another note for Seth here. Seth, did you shit yourself yet? Mm-mm. Oh, man. That's how we're going to start rating these jump scares. On if the I moment. actually shit my pants? Yes. Yes, it's going <laughs> to be great. I just sit on a trash bag when I watch these. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> hmm. Chris walks outside. It's it's very dark out. He pulls a cigarette out of his pocket. He looks up, and all of a sudden, someone's like running at him full blast. Okay, this was fucking scary. Yeah. This scared you? Yes. Okay. So that wouldn't scare you if you were standing out in the dark and someone came running out of the woods like that? Oh, it would for sure scare me. Uh, watching on TV, I wasn't wasn't that scared. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, if you were Chris, I would definitely be afraid. It wasn't a jump scare, Why but it was like... Why didn't he say anything? I know. He's you like, know you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> hey! Hey! <laughs> Stop <laughs> you're running at me! Stop! <laughs> he, he just stands there. Turn! Yeah, it's uh, like, it's crazy. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> he looks up and, uh, yeah, all of a sudden this person's running at him full blast. As the man approaches, we see it's the yard worker. Uh, his name's Walter. Yeah. Um, Walt. Right when he gets to Chris, he turns and runs the opposite direction. <laughs> I would have been like, what? Yeah, so fuck what in the hell is going on? <laughs> and then behind him, uh, in the window, Chris sees Georgina. She's like looking at the window and um, she's like messing with her hair. Um, I think he thought at first she was looking at him, but then we realized she's just looking at herself in the reflection of the mm-hmm. glass. Um, yeah. She turns off the light and walks away. Chris walks back. Okay, so at this point, I would be like, I'm fucking out of here, yeah, dude. I'd be like, you know oh, what, yeah. Rose, I'm leaving. This is too much. Um, <laughs> the guy running. Yeah. <sighs> I see. I This time, because I knew, I again, this is the second time seeing it, um, I thought that part was funny. Like the it guy is. running at it him. It is, yeah. It, yeah. I thought it was creepy. Chris goes back in the house. Missy's sitting in her office. She asks him if he knows how dangerous smoking is and tells him to come in and sit down. Do you do that in front of my daughter? Yeah. She's, I don't, it's weird she's your favorite character because I don't really care for her at all. I don't like her either. I Um, like her bitchiness. Oh, yeah. She has that resting bitch face like you have, right? Yeah. (laughs) That's why she likes her. So Chris sits down in her office. Um, they start talking about hypnosis. She asks him uh, if he, sm- uh, yeah. So she, he, she asks him if he, he smokes in front of her daughter, like Seth just said. It's real nasty about it too. Yeah. Nasty habit. He says he's trying to quit. Uh, Missy asks him about his mother and asks where he was when she died. This is a weird question to ask somebody, is it not? Yes. When they like barely know each other. 
the entire time she's talking to him, she's like swirling a spoon around in a teacup and it's like rubbing the edge. It's really obnoxious. Yeah, I wrote my ass would be out of this room. He <laughs> barely knows these people. He says he was at home watching TV when his mother died. She asked what he hears. Um, he says he hears rain. Again, in the background this week, we can hear that, that spoon rubbing the edge of that teacup. She asks him if he hears the rain now. He says he does, and we start to hear the rain as well in the background. She tells him to find it and let her know when he finds it. We cut scene to a boy sitting in front of a TV. Uh, Chris starts to get teary-eyed, so we're cutting back and forth between Chris and this boy sitting in front of a TV. He starts to get teary-eyed. Uh, Missy asks where where his mom was. He says she was coming home from work but wasn't home. She asks him what he did. He said nothing. He just sat there. Uh, Chris starts crying and says he didn't call anyone because he, um, if he did, it would make it real. He starts digging at the arm of the chair like he did as a kid. So you can see him like scratching the arms mm-hmm. of the chair with the, with his fingernails, which comes into play later. Um, she tells him he looks so scared. She asks how he's feeling now, and he tells her he can't move. She tells him that he isn't able to move, and he asks her uh, why he can't move, and she says he is paralyzed like that day when he did nothing. So she's clearly hypnotized him, right? Could you really do it that fast? Uh, there, I have a few scientific questions about yeah. I mean, what it goes on in this like, movie. Like but a minute. I guess if you're really good at it. I feel like she, I well, she's like an expert in the field, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just felt like it was really quick. If you know what you're doing, I guess maybe. Well, I think what yeah. she did initially was made him feel bad about smoking in front of her daughter so that he kind of bought into it, and then she was able to kind of yeah, do it against his will. Um, but he's clearly hypnotized at this point. He, he's paralyzed. He can't move. Um, then Missy tells him to sink into the floor. Then we see Chris is sucked through the chair, and, and he's like sucked through the bottom of the chair, and it looks like he is falling through a night sky. It's all black. There's stars mm. behind him. Um, he looks like he's kind of floating. Yeah. Uh, when he looks up, he can see Missy sitting in her chair. So like, he looks up. Like looking in, through a window or exactly. something. Exactly. So the best way I can describe it, maybe you guys can help me out here, is that it kind of looks like he's look, watching a TV really yeah. far away. Yeah, that's the best way. But he's looking through his own eyes. Mm-hmm. That's like my own personal hell. That would be? Yes. Why? Oh, I had to get put under one time, and I heard them talking... Uh, while I was like under, but I couldn't see anything, and I was obviously like paralyzed. That would be creepy. But you could hear them talking. But I could hear them talking. It what? was so weird. Yeah. Why were you put under? Um, I'm trying to think. It was for my wisdom teeth or what? Yeah. I can't remember. But yeah. I've been under and haven't. I didn't hear anybody talk. I heard them like talking. Like it kind of started out as like a whoa, 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 whoa. That's whoa, weird. Whoa, whoa type thing and then i could like hear them and i just remember sh- they were like bitching about something what they wow. were like talking about not non-work related stuff i'll never forget it how I old were you um i was probably like 19 i swear i'm pretty sure it's when i got my wisdom teeth taken out but what? i told them when i woke up like when i came to i was like i heard you guys talking and she was like oh you did (laughs) oh shit i couldn't quite remember what she was talking about i just said yeah i I know i heard you talking about something about your daughter and stuff and she was like oh my god wow like how long could you hear him talking for it was like felt like like five minutes wow Wow, that's creepy but i was under for like an hour 
they were probably arguing who was going to take your pants off for the dentist. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want to take her pants off. You take her pants off. <laughs> Look at her resting bitchy face. God, she even looks bitchy when she's out of it. Yeah, that would have <laughs> been the worst, the craziest part is they're, like, talking shit about me. Yeah. They're like, this bitch. <laughs> like, this bitch. Oh like, what the fuck God. is she wearing? <laughs> who would wear that to the dentist? This what a God forbid she put some Maybelline on. This Jesus. girl's ratchet. Oh my God, look, <laughs> Becky. She doesn't even have underwear on. <laughs> oh God. Gross. So. I've been put under twice. Once for my wisdom teeth and once when I had my appendix removed. Me and too. I, Same I, two things. Really? Yeah. Hey. And I feel like it was like that. Like, Well, they make you count down from 10 and I don't think I made it to 7. No. That's pretty quick. But I was also probably drunk, so. Of course. <laughs> of course. I'm always drunk. I wake <laughs> up drunk. We cut back to Missy's office. Chris is looking at her wide-eyed and crying. She gets closer and closer to his face. Uh, and then we cut back to the sunken place where Chris is. And um, from Chris's point of view, we can see her getting closer to him. So he can see her, like, watching him. She gets, like, really close to his face for some reason. I don't fully understand what she's doing. She's about to open mouth kissing. Yeah, because yeah, she closes his eyelids and tells him that uh, now he's in the sunken place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, yeah, scene seven next morning. Chris wakes up abruptly. He hears Rose in the shower in the other room. Um, his phone chimes and uh, he gets a text from Rod. It's a picture of Rod and Sid the dog with a beer. Oh, does he have a beer? Yeah, there's like a beer bottle. Oh, my guy. Sid. My guy. Um, so at this point, and Abby watched this with me. I didn't think I told you guys that, but she watched this with me. And, uh, so she actually asked me cause I'd seen it before. She was like, okay, so was he dreaming all of this at this point? Did you guys think he was dreaming all I, of this or I wrote Chris wakes up as if it were a dream dot, dot, dot. But mm-hmm. was it, I wasn't sure. Well, if you notice, cause I was skeptical, skeptical about how fast it happened. The lion is still turned the other way where he turned it. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah. So the lion is still turned. Is it a lion or a bear? It's a lion. Okay. Is it? Yeah. So the lion is still turned from where he turned it when he got up. So it's at that that point it's kind of like cuz I think he looks at it. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Oh mm. shit." Um so Chris decides to go out and he's taking pictures all around the grounds. I mean, so this house, I guess we didn't really talk about this. The house is really beautiful. Big house, nice house. Um it's kind of like in a wooded scenery. It's supposed to be at a lake, isn't it? Are, yes, because they end up at the lake later. But yeah, um, yeah so it's on a, a a lake, sort of. But the lake is like through the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's very yeah. wooded. So Chris is out taking pictures of the woods. Um, at that point, I think he sees Georgina up in her room, and she's like messing with her hair. Yeah. So he like uses his camera lens to look at her. As he does, she turns around and she catches him watching her. Clearly, <laughs> probably thinks he's a pervert taking her picture with the camera. It was actually kind of funny because then he pretended like he was taking pictures of other stuff. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what would you do in that scenario? It made me think of Super Bad when he's in class and he's staring at um, that chick and she like sees him and he's just like. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> what it was like. Uh, Chris hears wood being chopped and he tells, uh, or I'm sorry. What's he do? He walks down to where the wood's being chopped, which that's when he sees Walter. Is that right? Yeah, Walter. Okay. Um, and he tells him, they got you working good out here. The man says that he's not doing anything he doesn't want to be doing. Chris introduces himself, and the man tells him, oh, I know who you are. I'm like, okay, that's weird. Uh, 
the man tells him that she's a real doll, that Rose. And again, the man is Walter. So Walter right. apologizes about last night. So that exercises. I didn't mean to scare you. Yeah. Um, and then he asks him if the hypnosis worked. And Chris kind of looks confused. He's mm-hmm. like, what are you talking about? And he says, well, you were in Missy's office for quite some time. And then he laughs really awkwardly. I would definitely be leaving at this point. What did you think of this guy? Okay, so one, the way he was acting, but two, the way he's speaking. That's weird. And then, like, his emotionless speak, like the way he's, like, talking. Yeah, it's like a robot or something. Exactly like a robot. I would be leaving. Okay, so right now, at this point, we know Georgina and Walter both kind of act like they're zombies. Mm -hmm. They're not all there. We know Missy does this hypnotic stuff crazy shit like i at that point i was kind of putting together hey maybe she's hypnotized these people and they're like i figured right. that that's what it was at this point okay i don't understand why he's not like putting these things together but like i was thinking they were hypnotizing them to be like servants or something mm-hmm. back in the bedroom uh chris tells rose that he thinks missy hypnotized him last night he tells her that he thought of cigarettes and now he wants to so every time he thinks about cigarettes, he now wants to throw up. I think which is what Dean told him earlier that she had done to him previously. Um, he tells her about the dream he had, and then he asks about Walter, the groundskeeper. Um, so I think at this point he's kind of he's maybe I was wrong. He is kind of get catching on and realizing these people are not all there, right? Um, Chris tells her that he thinks Walter likes her, and he might be jealous. They hear cars approaching. Rose runs over to a side window in her room. When she looks out, there's a bunch of um, like limousines and large black vehicles approaching. You wouldn't find it odd that they all show up at the same time. That was weird, and it looks like it was organized. Like yeah. they weren't like neighbors coming over. Like these people look like a they call it a presidential when they're in that motorcade. Yeah. Like, oh like, yeah. yeah. That, you think that was strange? Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know because again, I can't really relate to any of this because I don't live like that. True. I don't have that kind of money. You know, we li- we Not yet. record the podcast out in the trailer here. <laughs> we got the window air conditioner. Don't worry. Taylor Punk 444, it is turned off. You won't hear it in the recording. That <laughs> way Jessica's vocals are louder. We want you to be happy. <laughs> Prick. Um, sorry, I got so distracted. We're talking about the cars, but. Yeah, scene eight. Uh, this is actually scene nine, I think. But scene nine at the party. If you could call it a party. Uh, It just keeps getting weirder, man. So Rose introduces Chris to the people at the party. Um, The Greens, this is a family. The Green family tell him that he um, is an older gentleman. He tells Chris that he can't play uh, golf anymore like he used to. But I know who Tiger is. (laughs) Yeah, I wrote. It's a bunch of old (laughs) people. They keep making black comments like everyone they meet. Yeah, well, yeah, every one of them makes some oh sort of God. racial comment yeah, like, um, to Chris. So the first couple they meet is uh, the Greens, and they tell him, but, uh, you know, my golf game's not what it was, but I know Tiger. The next couple they meet start feeling, like, physically touching Chris, like, mm-hmm. on his arms, um, and then they ask Rose if it's true. Is it really better? Okay. This party's what – I mean uh, – I think I'd be out of there. Like, yeah, I'd be like, I got uh, to go get me an Uber. And you notice everybody's old. They're all old. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The next group of people tell Rose and Chris that the pendulum has swung back and black is in. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's comments. Like, like they're not even being subtle about it. No. Like, 
Chris walks away and starts taking pictures of the part of the party. Um, um, when he's taking pictures, he sees Dean and uh, Dean points at him and uh, the whole group around Dean turn around and look at him and he tells the group of people, oh, there he is. And he points at him. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, um, even when Chris isn't talking to these people, like when he's talking to the Greens or when he's talking to the second family, like did you notice at this point that everybody was watching him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like even if they're not like looking directly at him, they're like, watched him out of the corner of their eye it's mm-hmm. like oh man these people are freaking weird um chris sees another black man and walks up to him he says it's good to see another brother around here when the man turns we see that it is andre from the beginning of the movie so the gentleman that got um abducted at the beginning of the movie is now at this party but he's dressed like completely different do, do you remember how he was dressed he yeah, was, it looked like he was going to see a dog or a horse race in the 1930s yeah <laughs> which is funny you say that because the music playing in the car was from the 1930s oh, yeah, when it was, he was it? abducted right so yeah he's dressed in um which i, I don't know i'm gonna get off on a tangent here but i kind of wish people still dressed like that yeah fancy i think it's cool when people wear like sport coats Mm -hmm. and like nice clothes like do you think it was just uncomfortable it had to be i'm sure everything was so fitted and like tailored to like your body type there was no like looseness everything if you can tell like it's like everything fit so perfectly yeah Yeah. i mean go back even further when the women had corsets and those dresses and Mm -hmm. no air conditioning those people had to smell bad oh i'm sure they smelled (laughs) terrible I don't know. I kind of think it's cool, but again, I didn't have to live that way, so I don't know. But I think it's cool when you see like, old pictures or like mm-hmm. old movies where like somebody's going to the market to get some groceries and they're like dressed to the nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that how you say that? Dressed to the nine? To the I n- think so. nines. Nines. I don't yeah. know. I fucked that nines. all up. To the nines. I don't know. I get to wear a sport coat on like three occasions a year, but I always, I don't know. We could have a party where that is required. Do you want to? I'd have one like that, yeah. We could do it at the... Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but we'll see. <laughs> it's funny. It's not that funny, Jessica. I just like sport coat. <laughs> sport coat. It makes me laugh. You Why? Like, you like the hat. I don't know. It just makes me think of my grandpa. Oh, really? Yeah. That's oh. kind of He's an like, old man. He's like, I had two sport coats. Like to say. Oh, I had my fancy one and my party one. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Hmm. That's how it was, though. It's like everybody had, like, three suits. Yeah. And it was like one was their court suit. Yeah. Oh, God. One was their, like, wedding or funeral suit. suit. Hmm. Which people don't even wear suits to those anymore. I don't know. I I think it's cool. I don't Again, I don't don't know. That's expensive, too. I mean. Well, I think you, and this is just me personally speaking from my own experience, (laughs) I feel like I feel how i look and when i dress like that and i look good i feel good so i don't know i don't know (laughs) back to logan (laughs) sorry i get off on a tangent here i'm sorry yeah i think it'd be cool maybe we should do a party where we do that we can record a podcast it'll be Mm -hmm. the uh, sport coat podcast (laughs) (sighs) yeah all right anyways yes all the people are watched and very odd um so chris walks up to andre who i think uh yeah, so as the man turns around, um, an older an older lady walks up and distracts them. So she clearly did not want Chris talking to Andre without her standing there. Um, Andre tells them that uh, his name is Logan. Logan King. 
Logan King. It's also very weird. The yeah, he's speaking very weird. He's again completely different than the guy we saw at the beginning of the movie, right? When he was abducted. The lady tells Logan that there are people who want to meet him. When he walks over, he does a spin as if he's showing himself off. Chris walks away. He sees an older man sitting down in a group of chairs. This is when he walks over to... uh, Okay, so I guess I should preface this line by saying there are... It almost looks like a wedding. Like There's a bunch of chairs sitting down. There's a a gazebo. Um, It looks like somebody's going to get married, which is weird, right? Yeah. So Chris walks over to that area. He sees an older man sitting down in a group of chairs. The the man is Jim Hudson. He's a blind art dealer. He tells Chris that, oh, I know who you are, when Chris introduces himself. And he tells Chris that his images are brutal and melancholy. Does anybody else find it odd that he just met this guy and the guy already knows about mm-hmm. him? He knows mm-hmm. he's an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like an awkward exchange. I think he explains to... Um, he explains to Chris that uh, how he lost his vision and that um, he can see portraits now because his assistant describes them in great detail to him. Yeah, it was especially weird when he's like, yeah, life, that's just not fair. And he's like, yeah, no, it ain't. Yeah, It ain't yeah. fair. <laughs> I was like, oh, boy. Oh, shit. This guy's salty. Um, yeah, so at, after his exchange with Jim, the blind art dealer, we cut back to Chris in the house. He walks up the hallway and goes up the steps. Um, there's people in the house. They're all in their own conversations, doing their own thing. Chris walks through the hallway. He goes up the steps. As he gets to the top of the steps, it cuts back to the people that were downstairs, and they all stop talking. Yeah, it's like they freeze. It they do, but they also like look up at the ceiling where he's at, and it's almost like they can see him through the floor, and they're like watching where he's going. So creepy. Yeah. It's well, I think this is the first point. And like, okay, yes, there were those other things that happened that made us think, like, okay, something's not right at this party. Um, yeah, but this was like th- okay. Yeah. This is the <laughs> moment when you're like, oh shit, like, what is going on? Um. As Chris gets into his room, his cell phone is laying on a table, and it's dead, but we also see that it's unplugged. Yeah, because we saw him plug it in somewhere earlier. Oh, I think you're right, They made a point of it, like, Mm -hmm. to show him plugging it in. Right. Uh, He looks super confused. He goes down the hallway, and he's peeking into Georgina's room. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, he's kind of coming off as kind of pervy to me. If I were Georgina, I'd be like, man, this guy's a pervert. Looking at her through the window, yeah. taking a picture. Yeah. He's peeking in a room. Um, as he does so, Rose comes up the steps, and Chris pulls her into the room. He tells her about the phone being unplugged and that he thinks Georgina did it. Rose makes a joke about him being so sexy that people are unplugging his phone. What do you guys think of Rose at this point? I'm suspicious of her. You're already suspicious? Yeah. I'm like, hmm. Hmm. What about you? I don't think I was suspicious yet. I wasn't either. Um, I wasn't there yet. Again, I felt like there was something weird when she got, like, maybe they weren't close. She supposedly forgot about this party. I don't, her and her brother don't get along. I don't know. I thought it was, but I could also see why if it's your family that you're going to visit, you would just be like, oh, yeah, okay, somebody yeah. unplugged your phone. Like I kind of more or less just thought maybe she was na- naive to. That's the vibe them. I got. This is, she was just very naive. Yeah, it's yeah. a great. A great way to put that. 
um, Chris calls Rod, and they're talking about how weird the trip is. He tells him about being hypnotized, and then he tells Rod that it actually worked. And again, Rod is freaking hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. He reminds me of like a tall, chubby Kevin Hart. Yeah. I want to be Rod's friend. <laughs> I would be Rod's friend, dude. Rod hang out with Rod. Yeah. So Rod jokes about all the shit that they could have done to him while he was uh, hypnotized. That's where he starts talking about the sex slaves and all that. <laughs> yeah, but first he goes into a hilarious rant about Jeffrey Dahmer. He's, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's talking about Jeffrey Dahmer cut off people's heads and yeah. was like skull fucking them. Yeah. And, dude, so <laughs> funny. I thought it was great because he's like, but that's Dahmer's business. Yeah. That's, like, <laughs> that's his own thing. Yeah, he adds a great element to this movie for sure, um, and even more so later. But no, I think it, it, for me, I really liked the because again, there's a lot of tension mm-hmm. throughout the movie, and then he kind of breaks all that up with with the comedy, so it's good. But that probably goes back to Jordan Peele's roots, right? Because he's a comedian, right? That's how he got his start. So, oh boy, Rod, Rod, Rod. Um, yeah, I don't have any notes about the sex trafficking thing. So what did he say about sex slaves? I thought that came later. Maybe it is later. I can't remember where he starts talking about okay. sex slaves. Um, So Chris gets off the phone with Rod. and I, Did his phone die or was it plugged? I can't really remember. But he gets off the phone with him. Georgina comes in the room and tells him that she owes him an apology for touching his belongings without asking. She tells him that she lifted the phone to wipe down the dresser and she accidentally unplugged it. Oh, the scene. Um. So, yeah, Georgina, she acts very odd in this scene. Um, she says, I assure you, because uh, he asks, I forget what he says to her, but he, he almost. says something about that he gets uncomfortable with all these white people around or something. Yes, and she makes the comment that I assure you I don't answer to anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Chris tells her that when there are too many white people, he gets nervous. Yeah. She looks like she's going to cry and then starts laughing and says, no. No, no, no. no. Yeah. That's so fucking <laughs> no, no, creepy. No, 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 no. She sells him at the Armitage. Armitage? Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So basically Rose's family, uh, that they are so good to them, they treat them like family. She turns around and leaves, and Chris says exactly what I'm thinking. This bitch is crazy. Time to go. <laughs> Yeah, he stay. I I don't know. We see Chris walk into the house, back to the party. Dean is outside and introduces him to about five different couples. Um, and then an Asian man asks him if he finds that being African American is an advantage or a disadvantage. Very slyly, I was impressed by this. Chris sees Andre slash Logan, the gentleman he met earlier, right? And he calls him over. He asks him if he'd like to take this question. And Logan tells him that he's had a great experience and jokes about not leaving the house in a while. So he's talking about being cooped up in the house fucking this old lady. He's basically talking like an 80-year-old man. Yes, he is. His demeanor's different. The way he's speaking is different. That's what I notice is he's talking like an old person. He is. Um, So as he's saying all of this stuff, um, Chris gets out his cell phone and he snaps a picture of him. But, of course, like any any of us idiots would do, which I've probably done it. Make sure you turn your flash off when you're trying to sneak a picture of somebody. His flash goes off, and when it does, uh, Logan stops talking. He goes very still, and his nose starts to bleed. Oh, God. And this is where we get the title of the movie, I'm guessing, but he no. screams, get out, at Chris. Mm-hmm. 
And then he runs toward him and keeps yelling, get out. I said, now I would definitely be leaving at this point. Oh, dude. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be like, nope, done. Mm. (laughs) This bitch is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, get out. Cut scene back to the house. Dean tells him that Logan had a seizure. Bullshit. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. As they're talking in Missy's office, uh, I'm sorry, as they're talking, Missy's office doors open and Logan comes out with his old lady. I said, literally, old fucking lady. Yeah. (laughs) He walks out and apologizes. He tells him that he must leave to take a nap. Hmm. Mm Hmm. All right, so I'm gonna <laughs> get off topic for a minute, but you guys, do you guys watch Ozark? Uh, I watched the first two, maybe. But uh, yeah. fuck, never mind. There's but a scene in the latest season where there's a younger boy hooking up with an older broad, and they like show it. A cougar. Uh, no, dude, it's just it beyond is, cougar. It's like, ugh. Not a milf. This is like a gilf. <laughs> it's like a grandma, oh, no. dude. It's and it like shows all of it. Wow. Yeah, fuck you, Jason Bateman. Tricked my ass into watching that shit. (laughs) Sorry. Yikes. Scene nine. That was not a seizure. Rose and Chris are sitting by the lake and discussing the seizure. Chris tells Rose that when Logan came at him, he felt like he knew him. Chris tells Rose that her mom got in his head, and now he's thinking about all kinds of fucked up shit. We cut back to the house. We see Dean, the dad. He's, like, standing on that uh, gazebo we talked about Mm -hmm. earlier. And it kind of looks like they're having like a silent auction, yep. but with bingo cards. Yeah. Because the guests would hold, so the dad Dean would like hold up like a two, and then they would hold up their bingo cards. And did you get like what the bingo cards were doing? No, no. I just said is that this is some kind of auction. Yeah. Okay. So it's weird that he wasn't talking. He was just. Right. He didn't like, say anything. He just like held up a two, and then he would like do a fist, I think, for the zeros. Yeah. So you knew how much he was. They're bidding on something. Said so we flip back to some weird bingo shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. We so again, this is scene nine. Um, they're cutting. I think it's actually scene ten. But anyway, they're cutting back and forth between um the bingo auction and Chris and Rose at the lake. Mm-hmm. So we cut back to uh, Chris and Rose. He tells her that he needs to go. Rose, not believing anything he says, asks if he wants to leave without her. She gets upset and turns around. So at this point, I gather that she kind of thought he just wanted to leave and was going to leave her there. He didn't really say, you know, we need to leave. He said, I need to leave. Um, Again, we cut back to the auction, and it pans out from Dean, who's doing the auction and uh, the, the prices and everything. He it like pans out from him, and we see that Chris's picture's on a whiteboard. Yeah. yeah, it's like his portrait. Yeah. And Dean continues to make hand signals to the audience, um, and they're continuing to bid. Uh, we see then that the blind art dealer, I think his name was Jim, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Jim Hudson. Okay. Jim Hudson wins. That's the blind art dealer that knew Chris earlier. He is the winner of the auction, and everybody's, like, real excited for him. Mm-hmm. See, and I assumed at this point that that meant he was, like, going to, like, be his or something. Yeah, in some way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not what actually happens. <sighs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. That was the thing I said. This is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we cut back to Missy's office. Is that right? Yes. No. Okay. 
No, no, no. no. So we go back to the lake again. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I didn't flip the fucking page. Because Chris talks about his mom's death. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, So cut back to Chris and Rose at the lake talking. Chris tells her about how he didn't do anything when his mom died. Um, when she just didn't come home. He sat there for hours. He didn't do a thing. His mother survived the initial hit and laid on the side of the road cold and alone as she died. Chris believes there was time. They could have found her if he had notified someone and they went looking. Chris tells Rose that she is all he has. He's not going to leave without her. He won't abandon her. Rose kisses and hugs him. She tells him that the trip sucks. They should go home. She'll make something up so they can leave. They... Go ahead. Here I put, I don't trust this Rose bitch. Nope. <laughs> Not one bit. <laughs> I'll be honest. At this point, I was still like, I, I don't know. I don't think she has any idea what's going on. I, I figured she was in on it by this point. Okay. Um, they walk back to the house in the dark. As they approach, we can see that all the guests are leaving. We see Rose's creepy ass brother playing a ukulele on the porch. God, yeah. Everyone's acting weird when they come back. The housekeepers are watching them uh, and smiling. Dean and Missy are standing on the porch, also smiling. They walk into the house behind Rose and Chris. So as Rose and Chris walk into the house, Dean, Missy, and I think Jeremy, the brother, walk in behind them. Scene 10, packing to leave. As Chris is in the bathroom, he does his phone pictures and sees the picture that he took of Logan. He sends it to Rod in a text message. Rod immediately calls him and tells Chris that uh, the guy is Drew. Which, again, is, is Andre, right? Yeah. Works in a movie theater or something. Uh, he used to kick it with one of their friends. Chris tells Rod that Logan came to the party with an old white woman. All of a sudden, Chris's battery dies. So now, because didn't Chris tell Rose earlier that he felt like he knew that guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is where the sex slave thing happens. Yeah. When Rod says something about it. I don't it's like, I see, I told you, sex slave. <laughs> 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 and then the phone dies, of course. Yeah, of course it does. Um, as his phone dies, Chris walks in, or I'm sorry, Rose walks in and Chris tells her that they have to go immediately. Rose tells him, okay, she has to go get her bag. Chris keeps throwing stuff in his bag quickly. As he's packing, he looks over and he notices that a small door, um, in Rose's room is open. So it's like a, uh, it almost looks like one of those small doors that would go into like an attic or like a upstairs storage space. Mm -hmm. I have a closet that looks like that. Um, Yes. But did you notice, and this kind of goes way back, when he woke up to go smoke, that door was open? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah. But I okay. never looked at it again until now. He walks over to it and turns on the light. Inside, he finds a red box of pictures um, of Rose when she was younger. In the box of pictures, there are several other... Uh, so there's several pictures of Rose with other black men. Mm-hmm. So this is important because if you remember earlier... I think he had asked her if she'd ever dated a black guy before, and sh- and he said no, or she said no. Yeah. But there's all these pictures with <laughs> her and other men. So they so wrote sees Rose with other black dudes, like a lot of other black dudes. Because <laughs> 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 there was there was like ten, ten or twelve pictures. There was a bunch. There yeah. was quite a few. Uh, but as she's going through them. One of the pictures that he finds is actually Walter, the groundskeeper. Um. And he also finds a pic of Georgina, the cook, in there with Rose. Yep. So now we know at this point something's up with Rose, right? Yep. Yeah. Time to go. So Seth's um, initial feelings were correct. Mm. Time to Pretty get. Pretty twisted that there's, like, pictures of her with all these people. 
Well, there's a note later, and I don't think I wrote it down, but um, it's when she's sitting at the computer later. Um, I'm not, well, hopefully somebody reminds me to talk about it because I'll forget. The computer part? Yeah. I know I have noted that she's doing that. Okay, so. cool. Um, but it's odd that they would be out in such an accessible right, place. Right, like she wants to get caught. Yeah. Uh, but as he closes the door, we pan out, and Rose is actually behind, like, walking into the room so she clearly sees him looking in that closet so she knows she has to know he asked her he asked her if she has her keys she's rooting through her bag and she can't find them chris walks out of the room goes down the steps rose's brother's blocking the door swinging a lacrosse stick uh missy comes out of her office and they tell her that chris chris's dog got stuck got sick got sick (laughs) secondly it has to be at the vet first thing in the morning autocorrect uh, and that they have to leave. So yeah. um, Dean walks out of another room and asks Chris what his purpose is. Yeah. What is your purpose? That goes into that weird. I didn't write all that down. Monologue um, about fire and I don't remember what it yeah, was. I didn't write any of that down because I thought, again, I, I actually have a note about it. But um, So they make up the, the excuse that his dog got sick. They have to leave. Um, and th- this whole time while he's having this dialogue with the other people in the family rose still can't find her car keys she's on the, the steps like digging through yeah. her purse right can't find them. Uh. that's when dean rattles off i said dean rattles off some philosophical bullshit yeah it's weird rose's brother swings the lacrosse stick right by chris's head chris starts to yell at rose to find her car keys she still can't find them chris asks her where the where where are those keys and she looks at him and this is why I think she ha- is, has the best performance in the whole movie. When she looks at him, her face straightens up, and she like completely changes character. Mm-hmm. She pulls the keys out, and she says, you know I can't give these to you. Yep. I don't To me, that was awesome. It was great acting. Um, Chris goes to attack Jeremy, and Missy clicks her teacup two times with a spoon, and Chris like seizes up and falls backward. Into the dark place. Sunken place. Into the sunken place he goes. Jeremy grabs his legs and drags him down the stairs, which again, the stairs were supposed to be sealed. You were one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, she does do that. Rose. Yeah, Rose kisses him, tells him he was one of her favorites. As Jeremy and Dean are carrying Chris, we see that uh, he is back in the sunken place. He's looking up, and he can see through his own eyes, but through a very small window. Window. Wow. I, I And again, not to kick a dead horse, but I thought, was Allison Williams, is that her name? Yeah. I think she did great. That was like... She did. Because again, I didn't really think she... Until we saw the pictures, obviously, but it was like, wow. And she like, moving forward, she's like a completely different character. Oh, yeah. Very cold. Very cold. Scene 12, Rod in the basement. So now we cut scene. Um, we see Rod at work. He's continuously calling Chris. Um, it's going straight to voicemail. We see him back at the apartment. He's still calling Chris. He can't get him to answer. Um, that's when he searches Andre's information on his laptop, and he finds that there have been a bunch of missing um, black people in that area. We cut scene back to Chris, who's tied up to a chair in a room that looks like a man cave. It's got like a pool table, a dartboard. It's got. I thought it looked um, like a courtroom. Oh, really? Yeah, it was so formal with all the wood and the. The wood paneling. Yeah, like, it's a is deer this, a head. Courtroom? Yeah. 
See, I thought it was just like a basement, like man cave type thing with like pool tables and dartboards and didn't it have one of those foosball tables. I think it did. Yeah, that comes into play later. Mm. That was the uh, that was the vibe I got. But um, it kind of pans out. Chris sitting directly in front of an old school box TV. Like this is like old. It's like a sixties, yeah, like console television. The TV turns on uh, as Chris is struggling to get up. The TV is um, showing a video playing with a man named Roman Armitage. Roman tells the tells them that he has been picked based on the natural advantages he's had his entire life. Roman walks in front of the house. The it's the exact it's like, same house they they're currently in. It's like an infomercial almost. Yeah, it was weird. It was very odd. It was weird. Um. As Roman walks in front of the house, his family walks down the steps, and you can see that the uh, the other members of the family are clearly Dean, Missy, two kids, and uh, one's a boy and one's a young girl, and I think his wife is also there. But uh, the video ends on the screen. There's a cup of tea. It's the same sound that hypnotized him earlier. It clicks twice, and he falls asleep. What they call it? Coagula? Coagula, wasn't Coagula? it? I don't get that either. It's a it's a bug or an insect or something, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. That's what they're calling the procedure, right? Coag- oh, is that what that is? That's what I thought they were talking about. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong, but I thought uh, that's what they it were. It might it might be again. I have a lot of scientific questions yeah. about this yeah, movie. I didn't think that. But uh, we cut back to Rod at the police station talking to a detective. He tells her that his friend Chris has been missing for two days. He tells her about Andre and shows her a picture of Andre. The female police officer does not believe anything that he's saying. Clearly, does not believe a word that he's saying. He tells her that his theory is that people have been abducting black people and using them as sex slaves. Um, the police officer goes out and gets two more police officers. <laughs> they come in. Rod tells them his entire theory. He's being very animated. Um, when he's done, because they kind of act like they're believing what he's saying, so it, oh, gets, yeah. it gets him going even more. But yeah. when he's done, they start laughing at him hysterically. We cut back to the apartment. Rod's back there. He's reviewing his notes on what he's been writing down, what he what he thinks is going on. Um, at that point, Rod calls um, Rose's phone. She actually answers the phone. She tells Rod that Chris left two days ago. She tells him that he was all freaked out and left in a cab. Rose pretends to cry and asks Rod what he's what he's done. That's not right. I think I fucked this all up. Sorry. Well, because at some point he puts her on mute because he's going to record her. Um... I don't think that's yet. So she tells him that he that Chris was all freaked out and left in a cab... Rose pretends to cry and asks Rod what he's done. Rod tells her that he went to the police and told them that he was missing. This is when he so okay, so this is when he mutes the phone. Because doesn't she flip flop? Because he asks her what cab company. Yeah, and she's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, maybe it was an Uber. That's mm-hmm. right. So yeah. Rod mutes the phone so he can record Rose. When he unmutes the phone, Rose tells him to stop. That she knows why he's calling. That every time they went out, he was looking at her. She tells him that she knows he wants to fuck her. Mm-hmm. I think it's all discombobulated. Yeah, she played him, didn't she? Mm-hmm. So Rod gets upset. He yells. He hangs the phone up. Um, we see Rose looking at her family there in the other room, and she looks over at them angrily. We cut scene to Chris waking up in the chair again. We can see that he's torn the leather off the end of the armrest. So his chair has an armrest. He's digging at it with his fingernails. Uh, and there's, like, cotton underneath the leather. But he's, like, torn the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. 
The stuffing's coming out. The TV turns back on, and we see the blind art dealer. His name is what? Jim? Jim mm-hmm. Hudson. He's like sitting in like a he's like in a hospital gown. Looks like he's in a wheelchair or maybe a, a hospital bed. Uh, he tells Chris that he is supposed to answer any questions that he might have. Um, it can have a positive effect on the procedure. He tells he tells Chris that uh, phase one was the hypnosis. Phase two is the development, and phase three is the procedure. Um, he, so basically, what he what he explains is that he'll have uh, limited consciousness. Chris will have limited consciousness. He'll be able to see and hear what his body is doing. But his existence will only be as a passenger. He'll live in the sunken place. The other person, being Jim, will control the motor functions and they will essentially be him. Whoa. Yeah, so this was, I was, I was like, are they going to swap bodies? Like, what exactly is happening here? Right. Has he's a very uh, skeleton key feel to he's it. He's ready to get that brain. Yeah. Well, I guess it wouldn't be brain. He's ready to get his brain implanted. <laughs> yeah, I guess would be. Dude, this is wild. This is where yeah. it's kind of skeleton keyish because it's like it is yeah. very shopping for people to very skeleton keyish. Yeah, I was like, geez. Um, but with a twist, kind of right, because that person's not—they don't switch bodies. Right. This person is still, which I guess explains some of the other. On uh, Logan, Logan for sure. Yeah. yeah. Where he was like able to snap out of it and yeah, but even Georgina with her weird crying and like I don't mm. know yeah, um, yeah, where she would kind of just like stop and yeah, be in Pause. a daze for a minute. Right. It's I don't know, it's I don't know wild. So Chris asks him why black people. Um, Jim? Is that right, Jim? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember <laughs> this fucking guy's Jim name. Hudson. Sorry. So Jim's, uh, he's told, who knows, some people want to be faster, stronger, cooler. But please don't let me into that. I could give a shit what color you are. What I want is deeper. I want your eyes. Huh? Jeepers creepers. Mm-hmm. I want to see things through you. want them papers. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the TV turns off, and Chris notices that he's torn a hole in the armrest. So this is where Chris notices that, hey, I've uh, screwed up this chair. I've done, done messed up these nice people's leather chair. Yeah. Later in the <laughs> evening, the TV turns back on. The teacup appears and puts Chris back to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how long he was talking to Jim. It never really says, does it? Oh, where they were going over the procedure yeah no okay so uh yeah scene 14 this is the last scene but again we're gonna be jumping around a bunch and i got a a bunch of stuff here so this is going to be the last time that i announce a scene but it's gonna run into the end so you guys excited Mm -hmm. stoked stoked pumped (sighs) i like it when you get pumped elated is that yeah. Belated, elated, elated. What's that mean? An e, like excited. I'm excited. I am elated. <laughs> Scene fourteen, <laughs> operating time. We cut to Dean and Jeremy getting ready to operate. The blind art dealer Jim is asleep on the operating table with just a portion of his head showing out the back side of an operating sheet. So basically, there's like a sheet over his head, and we can see the top of his head. This is like mm-hmm. where it's obvious it's a brain. 
Yes. Yeah. Planet, yeah. Well, Seems I like. think actually doesn't. Uh, at some point, they explain what it is. They're like they do something with your spine. I don't remember that part. Yeah, I forget exactly. And I was like, I'm but they not have the two smart. the empty bed, you know. So this is where you're like, okay. Yes, I'm not smart enough to understand what they're doing. But I thought Dean at some point talked about how they do something, or maybe Jim explains it to him. Something with this. I don't know. If you guys really care that much, go back and look. I'm not yeah. gonna. <laughs> I'm not fucking Bill Nye, guys. Come on. Bill. 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 Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Dean takes the top part of his scalp off, him being Jim. Meanwhile, we see Jeremy pushing a wheelchair into the room that Chris is in. Back in the operating room, Dean is cutting pieces of Jim's brain out. Just throwing it in that trash can. Uh, at the same <laughs> time, Jeremy <laughs> unbuckles Chris from the chair. We see Jeremy grab a, I'm sorry, we see Chris grab a croquet ball, and he hits Jeremy in the back of the head with it. He it's knocks a bocce him, ball. Just oh, so a bocce know. ball. Yeah. I'm sorry. He knocks him out and then hits him again. Uh, if I was him, I would have keep. I would have kept hitting the fucking guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. For what he's about to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he doesn't Done know what he's for. about to do, right? Two but hits wasn't enough. Well, I guess he does. But you see the blood. The blood is really like like all over the ground. There's he's bleeding. Yeah. yeah. But again, he doesn't. I don't know. Chris takes pieces of cotton out of his ears, so now we know that he had taken the the cotton out, yeah. so he couldn't hear the teacup. I would have um, left it in. I agree. <laughs> we cut scene back to Dean taking pieces of the man's head apart, and we see that his brain is exposed. So he's doing something with uh, Jim's brain. Dean realizes that Jeremy should have been back by now. He walks out of the hallway and looks down one side of the hallway. This is a good kill scene. It's a great mm. kill scene. Yeah. So yeah. as he turns and looks at the other way, we see a deer running up, but really it's Chris with that mounted deer head from earlier. Mm. He stabs Dean through the throat with it. Yeah, that's, great. that's probably the best kill scene. I said great kill. Have we seen any other deer antler kills? No. Not that Mm-mm. I can think of. Chris walks up the steps to the main house. He walks into the kitchen. He sees Georgina in the kitchen. She runs off quickly as Chris grabs a phone off the table. He turns the corner and Missy is in her office. Side note. Go ahead. Back when he gets stabbed with the deer antlers, that candle falls over and lights the curtains on fire. Mm. I'm glad you mentioned that cause I did not see that. Yeah. Okay, because I had a question later. Cause I, I yeah, it falls over and lights like the hospital. Yeah, yeah, I missed that. Room. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know because I missed that part. Um, Why they had candles burning in there, <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, it's part of the procedure. I'm not sure. Um, so Missy's in her office. They make like awkward eye contact, and then they both race toward the teacup. So we see the teacup sitting mm-hmm. on a, a table. Chris knocks it over off the table. It smashes. Missy grabs a knife off the table, and this is a fucking a weird part to me. So she stabs mm. Chris. He like, he like pushes his hand on it. Instead like. of grabbing her wrist when she's thrusting the yeah. knife down, he like puts his hand flat and lets her stab him in the hand, and then like pushes it back, like that it goes further in. Yeah. So like the knife is through Chris's hand. I don't know. It was weird to me. I thought this like this is a weird scene. Um, But he's able to like push it and like turn it, and then he kills her with the knife somehow. Yeah, I couldn't catch if he pulled it out first or if it was like the back of his hand. I don't know what he did. Yeah, it was weird because it was like across the face, wasn't it? Uh, I think he cuts her. her, It's like in her eye, isn't it? I should have rewound it and looked. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so he turns the knife on her. He kills her as he tries to walk out the front door. Jeremy, 
this fucking annoying ass. The bocce ball, brother, j- uh, runs and jumps up behind him and puts him in another headlock. Again. I said jump scare. The jujitsu pays off. Seth, did this scare you? No. Okay. This dude just annoys me so much. I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a note here. I said, okay, obviously Jeremy is the guy from the beginning of the movie who kidnapped Andre. Right. Yeah. Okay. So Jeremy's counting down. He's trying to get Chris to go unconscious. Chris is able to get, where does he get this knife from? That's why I put Chris stabs Jeremy with something. Question mark. Did you see what it? I thought it was that same. Oh, is it the same knife? One? I thought. And why do you keep trying to open the door? I don't know. So that Chris, he grabs a knife from somewhere. He stabs Jeremy in the leg. Um, as he falls backward, Chris stomps his head multiple times and yeah. grabs his keys out of his pocket. Kicks so he, uh, Halloween 2018, Michael Myers stomps, uh, Stomps Jeremy's head into oblivion. His fugly ass head. Okay, so this is the part (laughs) from earlier. We cut scene back to Rose in her room looking up people on Bing. So she's obviously looking for her next victim. Eating Fruit Loops individually out of a bowl. Yes, she's eating the she's eating the Fruit Loops individually, (laughs) but is then drinking the milk out of a glass. That's why. That's how you know she's crazy. So I think, do you guys agree she's looking for her next victim online? Uh-huh. So she's doing? She was looking okay. up NBA, NBA stars, wasn't she? Hmm. It was like future NBA. Oh, maybe. That's what I wrote down. So, okay. And again, I'm off on a, a bit of a, off the discussion topic, but was, so we know that Jim wanted Chris for his vision, his eyes. He's a photographer. That's yep. what Jim's into, right? Yeah. Do you think maybe these people submit, like, hey, this is what I'm looking for, and then they find a particular person that fits that? Probably. Yeah, that's so, what it seemed like for sure. So maybe that's why that's what she was looking up. Okay. Maybe hmm. it would make sense, especially with Jim wanting. Yeah, it was just oddly specific. But then why so specific. do the other people come and bid on it? That's true. Yeah. Well, I don't know then. Okay. Um, oh, but I have a note here. I think during that scene, those pictures of all of the other people were like on her wall, like posted on her wall behind her or some, you see them somewhere in there because they're like trophies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed that then. Yeah, I didn't see it either. I think I read it later. Uh, part of the fun facts that I look up, you know, to keep you guys entertained. Fun facts with Josh. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I like that. We're going to have to put that in all of them. Um. Okay, so Chris makes it outside of the house. He gets into that white sports car that we saw from the beginning of the Mm -hmm. movie. Um, He calls the cops from the cell phone. As he does, Georgina runs out in front of the car, and he hits her with the car. (sighs) Chris. He has a flashback to his mother, who was left for dead after being hit. (sighs) He gets out of the car, and he picks her up and puts her in the car. Dumbass. Gosh, what? Come on, man. As we pull, uh, as he pulls off, we see that Rose comes out of the house with a shotgun and she screams, Grandma. (laughs) So at this point, we know that Georgina is actually the grandmother that we saw in the videotape earlier that Chris was watching in that weird ass TV in the basement. Um, As Chris is driving off, Georgina wakes up and screams, You ruined my house. What's with all these house yells? I don't know. All of them. <laughs> All of them. She starts slapping and scrapping and scratching and... Scrapping. <laughs> she's getting scrappy. Uh, they run into a tree because Chris is distracted. Chris wakes up and Rose is shooting at him with the shotgun. 
Um, I think he notices that Georgina's pretty much dead, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Chris gets out of the car, and he starts walking down the driveway. Does he not think she can't shoot him from there? I guess. I don't know. This part's pretty cool. So we hear yeah. footsteps, and the caretaker, uh, which is Walter, he's running down the driveway. Rose <laughs> says, get him, Grandpa. The man <laughs> tackles Chris. <laughs> Oh man, and he like uh, puts his like hands over Chris's face and like pushes his thumbs into his eyeball yeah. sockets. Ugh. I hate that. Um, but Chris, the savvy gentleman that he is, he pulls his phone out, snaps a picture real quick of Walter, and his flash goes off. Um, and Walter kind of snaps out of it. Very similar to what Logan did earlier. Yeah. Uh, he's kind. He's like he's out of. He's still kind of in like a trance, right? But he stands up. He tells Rose, "Let me do it." She. Again, for Rose is clearly not very smart. She hands him the gun, and that's when the caretaker shoots. I don't know why I keep calling him the caretaker. Walter. Walter shoots Rose in the stomach. After shooting Rose, he shoots himself in the head, killing himself. Hmm. Chris notices that Rose is still alive and starts crawling toward the gun. Chris gets to it first. Rose looks at him and tells him that it's her. Rose. She loves him. She's in my opinion, she almost looks remorseful at this point. Um, he starts choking her. I'm not buying it. Well, this is a great part, too. Again, a testament to her acting right here. So he starts choking her, and he, as he's strangling her, she starts smiling. Yeah. Um, we see that Chris cannot strangle her to kill her. So I don't think she's smiling because he's strangling her. I think she smiles because she realizes that he can't kill her. Yeah, and yeah. she's crazy. Well, and she's fucking crazy, right? Cry, cry. Um, so he lets go, and as he does, we see cop car lights like flashing. Mm-hmm. Um, Rose starts yelling help, and then we see the door on the car says "Airport Police." Mm-hmm. Rod, it's my man, Rod, <laughs> fucking Rod. <laughs> Rod gets out of the car, and lo- uh, Rose looks absolutely defeated at this point. Um, Chris gets into the car with Rod. And Rod tells him, I told you not to go in that house. <laughs> Chris asks Rod how he found him, and he says, do you guys remember? I'm T.S. motherfucking A. <laughs> we handle shit. <laughs> they drive away as we see Rose go unconscious. The end. The end. Whoo. T.S. motherfucking A. <laughs> Dude, Rod, I don't know. Rod and Rose, they were great. Yeah. Hmm. I do like Rod a lot too. Yeah, great movie. Great Rod, movie. if you're listening, you should come hang out with us. L- what's his name? Little, <laughs> little, Lil. Little something. Little Row Howery. Lil Ray. It's Ray, isn't it? Row. Is it Row? Rel. Oh, Rel. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Lil Row Howery. Dude, that's that mm-hmm. movie's really good. I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you. The first time I watched it, I didn't really care for it. Really. Mm-hmm. But it also got, like, pumped up as being, like, this fucking awesome, great, best horror movie of all time. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't. It's still it's still that, that way. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, it, it's just a very different idea. Yeah. It is, but... A movie it, than anything before. Right, but I also think I went into it not knowing what it was. Yeah. So it's like a, it's a mind fuck. It like it makes you think a lot, and it's like you get to put pieces together. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why I didn't care for it. Not that I didn't like it, but I just was like, eh, it's too weird for me. 
I think it's one of those that it's better when you watch it a second time too, because you pick up on things that yes. you missed and absolutely. Because yeah. I really, really enjoyed it the second time I watched it, which was yesterday. But um, typing definitely helps. Yeah, that's the yeah, other thing with yeah. doing this. I found that like I this might sound bad, but I don't enjoy watching the movie as much when I have to take all these notes. Yeah, no, I agree. Because um, like with, I know you did last summer, the first time I watched it, I was like, this movie yeah. is not great. And then I went and watched it a second time not taking notes, and I was like, okay, it's a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. a lot easier to type. <clears throat> I agree. Rating. Mm. So you guys agree you would rather type it? Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't really have to pause. Okay. Hmm. Well, I'm a I'm a innovator, guys. I'm an innovator of my craft. Mm-hmm. You guys want to rate this thing? Let's rate it. All right. So again, this is HMC number eleven horror movie crew podcast number eleven. Jess, this was your pick. You want to go first, or you want to go second? I guess I could go first. Because Ooh, because Seth gets so mad. Seth always goes first, and he just has to go last. Mm. We need to make him go first sometime. I Do you want me to go first? I'll go first. I don't give a shit. It's not going to take go. 20 minutes. but <sighs> All right. You guys just want time. You're welcome. All right. So, great movie. Again, when I judge one of these movies, I like to look at the other movies I've done. I found the Stabby's rating sheet. I printed it out for you, out. too. You're welcome. No. Didn't even get a thank you. Next I time. said thank you for the yeah. handout. Could you order them by our ratings next time? What's it rated by? Oh, it's all it's it's in order of average rating by the whole group. Okay. Stupid. We need one for each of our own ratings, so I can figure out where to slot this. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I can't fucking win with these people. What's funny is mine is almost spot on. If you look at the average rating and then my rating, it's almost like spot on with whatever the average rating is. That's hilarious. Okay. Um. Is this one of my favorite movies of all time? No. Is it a repeat watch? Maybe I'll probably watch it again. Because, again, I think every time you watch this movie, you find something new in it. And I enjoy it more every time. Do I like it more than The Skeleton Key? Yes. Do I like it more than Sleepy Hollow or Jeepers Creepers? No. I'm going to rate this movie. HMC. (laughs) Number 11. Jess's pick, a 3.6 stabby rating from me. Look at you guys. Are you guys still looking at your ratings? No, I know. Seth's like, I already knew. I've known for days. I knew before I watched the movie. I did not. I did not. 3.6 from me. Who wants to go next? I am going to give it a... 3.9. 3.9. Oh, wow. Right above Brightburn. Because I, I do like it better than Brightburn. Okay. 3.9 for Seth. Jess, you want to you wanna give the folks a rundown? I gave it... Oh, I need to do a rundown. You don't have to do a run. It's totally up to you. Whatever you want to do. If you just want to jump feet first. I'm, I'm jumping right yeah. in with a solid four. Solid four. Same as Brightburn. So you, you like it equally as much as Brightburn? Yes. Yep. Okay. So we got a 3.6 for me, a 3.9 from Seth, and a solid 
four from Jess. The horror movie crew average rating for Get Out is a 3.83 average stabbies rating. That's not bad. Mm-mm. No. Hmm. All right. Where, where would I put that exactly? So it's just below rear window. It's between rear window and the skeleton key. Hmm. I got to tell you. Caitlin, you really dropped the ball here. Hellraiser is way down there. Way down there, Caitlin. I, you know, I think we need to give Caitlin another shot. Of course. I think we should reach out to Caitlin and we should say, hey, listen, we're going to let you pick another movie. I'd really like Caitlin to come on and do, be a guest, like. Yeah, she'd be good on here. Should yes. Well, we could do in like a guest, like a. I mean, I don't want to thought names. Now you guys know I I come up with like fifty seven bad names before I come up with a good one. But maybe. Yeah. We could do like a crew guest. Please come on. Hmm. Let's let's talk about Hellraiser with her. Yes. (laughs) That's what we should do. We should have her come on and have her justify why she loves the movie so much. Fucking assholes. Oh my god! I hope she wouldn't (laughs) talk to us like that. She might. <laughs> she might. It'll be great. All right, kids. It's time to figure out what movie we're going to discuss next. Horror Movie Crew, episode 12. We're going to do some trivia. Who's doing trivia this week? This was Jess's movie, so she is asking the questions. Per normal Horror Movie Crew fashion, the person with the um, furthest out movie, which I think is me, correct? Is it me or you? Yeah, it's you because it was Skeleton uh, Key and then... No, then we did, I know what you did last summer. Oh, that's right. Mm, yeah, so it's, it's you. So you can either pick the category or you can pick to go first, in which case I would pick the category. I don't know. Boom, boom. I guess we'll do something different. I'll let you pick it. You're going to let me pick and you're going to go first. Yeah, because all Ooh. the other times we were doing okay. it the other way. Jess, what are my category options? Oh, Candyman trivia, <sighs> Children of the Corn trivia, <sighs> or... <laughs> no. No. Should be challenging for both of us. Then what's the point in me picking? Or Hellraiser trivia. Uh, fucking Hellraiser, I guess. <laughs> God. <laughs> God damn it, man! I was hoping I was hoping you let me go, and I was gonna pick Scream, and I was just gonna fucking run rule you, like Billy in Sleepaway Camp. All right, sets up. Ready? I'm ready. What novella is Hellraiser based on? The Hellfire Club, the Hellbenders, the Hellblazers, the Hellbound Heart. The hell's a novella? Novel. Read them again. The Hellfire Club, the Hellbenders, the Hellblazers, or the Hellbound Heart? I guess the first one. The Hellfire Club. Could I let you touch it? I just want to make sure that my phone's turned up. Cranking it, cranking it, cranking it. I thought you were doing it on your laptop. I have no clue. Can you read them again, please? What novella is Hellraiser based on? The Hellfire Club, the Hellbenders... The Hellblazers, the Hellbound Heart. The Hellbound Heart. 
Hey, he cheated somehow. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> One O. Seth, you're up. What does Frank buy in Morocco? Teacups, Turkish lamp, puzzle box, wedding blanket. Puzzle box. Oh, one to one. Wedding blanket. I really do like the sounds. I do too. It's it fun. adds an element of surprise. It's more fun than the cards. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Whose blood resurrects Frank from the dead? Julia's, Kirsty's, Larry's, or Steve's? Oh, fuck. Uh,. Same again? Julia's? No. Kirsty's? No. Larry's? Steve's? Larry's. Oh, God. Steve's the boyfriend, right? Yeah. Yes. What do we call him? Fuck boy? Fuck boy. Fuck boy. After cutting his hand, Larry compares the hospital doctor to which historical figure? Jack the Ripper? <laughs> Yosef Mengele? Sweeney Todd? Vlad the Impaler? What, read the question again. Larry, after cutting his hand, Larry compares the hospital doctor to which historical figure? Jack the Ripper, Yosef Minjel, Sweeney Todd, Vlad the Impaler. Is it Sweeney Todd? I don't remember. Oh, dude. Okay, read him again. I think I know, but... Jack the Ripper, Yosef Minjel, Vlad the Impaler. I think it's Jack the Ripper, but I also it might be Vlad the Impaler. Vlad the Impaler was who Dracula's based off of, right? Didn't he supposedly drink his victim's blood after he killed him? I don't know. I don't know. Fuck it. Go with uh, uh, Jack the Ripper. Fuck! Is it Vlad the Impaler? No. So was that one with Yosef somebody? Yosef <sighs> Menjel, also known as the Angel of Death. Oh, wow. That's we like the, suck at this. It's the We're, only one on there I thought it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right, Seth's turn again, I think. Which creatures enter the world through the puzzle box? <laughs> Cenobites, Selenites, Morlocks, Thanagarians. Cenobites. Don't be giving me fucked up questions either because you want me to lose. I'm, I'm just going in order. Go order. Yeah. <laughs> Who lures men back to the house for Frank to consume? Julia, Grace, Larry... Kirsty. Julia for the win. Julia Gulia. Hey Three two. I win. Damn it. How great, huh? No, I hate it when you win. Why? Because you're annoying about it. Aw. Why am I annoying? <laughs> I don't care about if Jessica it. wins. I just hate it when you win. Gosh, you guys have so much built up anger <laughs> toward me. I don't get it. I'm <laughs> such a great friend to you guys. Horror movie crew. <laughs> Episode 12, my pick. Hellraiser 2. Is going to be close. It is a sequel, but it is not of the Hellraiser franchise. I still know. <laughs> Scream 2. Okay. okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Scream 2. I really wanted to pick Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 because that's my favorite of the Rob Zombie movies, but I was like, we can't watch the second one before we watch the, the first. first one. Yeah, and we got some cool shit planned for October with the Halloween yeah. stuff, so I'm like, Ugh. I've never seen the Rob Zombie ones. You're we always right. left, really? we always left them out of our um, marathons. Oh, they're so good. Um, Maybe watch picked. that season of The Witch Crap. I didn't watch that. <laughs> huh? I don't even have that movie. We did not watch I that. We watched yeah, it. we totally did. Yeah. Out here on the 
projector. No, we didn't. We did. We did not. 100% did. 100% didn't. Mer- you did not watch that it. here. I don't have it. We couldn't have. I've never even seen it. Isn't that the Paul Rudd one? No, that's seven. Or, oh, oh, okay. I was thinking that was the Paul Rudd one. Or six. Four, five, six. That's six. JK, then. That was the a Paul bad Red one. one? Uh, Halloween six. Is it the return of... No, return is four. The curse is... F- Maybe it's the curse? I don't remember. I don't know. It's down there somewhere. That's, I was thinking it was... Aren't they all together, Seth? Can you see them? No. The screens are all right there. I don't... The curse of Michael Myers. That's when you find out he's like in that fucking weird cult. And yeah, oh, that's yeah, right. It's not a Halloween three is where he's not even in it. That's the witch one. A season of the witch. It's okay. where that um, costume manufacturing company makes the three masks, and if you wear them, it like turns you into a. Okay, so I haven't seen that one then. No, but it's supposed to be really good. Anyway, oh, scream too! I'm so excited. You guys ready to get into getting lit and talking shit? Let's do it. Yep. As Jessica's drinking Mountain Dew, getting lit on the dew. <sighs> so, the acting in this movie was really great. Probably one of my favorite parts of this movie was the acting. Yes. I thought Me that uh, Georgina, Walt, and Logan all did really great jobs as the zombified servants. But I also think that Rose did a really great job because again, at one point she just like completely changes character and is somebody completely different. And I don't know, Seth, you must have better uh, people skills than me because I didn't catch on till much later that she was in on this whole thing. Yeah, I didn't trust her. Hmm. Georgina. No, Rose. Uh, Rose. Rose. Especially after like the party, like she didn't know any of this was going on all these years. I'm like, give me a break. So at what point uh, did you realize, Seth, that she was in on it? For sure. Fuck, it was in my notes somewhere, but I don't remember. Hmm. What about you, Jess? At what point did you realize she was in on it? Not until, like, towards the end. Really? I really just thought she was, like, naive and, like, those were her parents, so she didn't think that much about it. Mm. But then, obviously, like... Probably after they were, like, doing the bidding thing. I'm like, she has to know about this. She's got to know. Yeah. And then it was, like, shortly after that, that's when he found, like, the pictures and everything, mm-hmm. obviously, so. Okay, so it was after their talk at the lake. That's that- where I said, I don't trust this rose bitch. Nope, <laughs> nope not one bit. <laughs> she just seems so into him. I didn't, yeah. like, think that that would be a possible thing well that was her job if anything i thought like her parents were in on something and they were like she's a seductress yeah obviously she's a skank clearly Uh, do you think they had sex oh yeah she was definitely fucking this guy by this point and then okay so walter she brought walter back so she had sex with walter and brought him back and that's her grandpa now (laughs) then she probably ate out georgina do you think that was what that was? Or scissored. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it looked kind of romantic in the Space photo. Really? Yeah. Uh, but then why did um, Jeremy. Jeremy kidnap the other dude? No, Yeah. Andre. Yeah. Mm. So did he also partake and he just would kidnap people? 
Yeah, maybe he was just like, I'm not going to do this relationship shit. I'm just going to yeah. take him. Mm. He yes. doesn't seem like the relationship type, does he? No. And then do you think Georgina and Walter were actually the servants or were they just doing that while uh, Chris was visiting? I highly doubt the grandparents were the servants. That's the yeah. like, why they would like, they want to do they played their role. Just for the visit. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Another note I had was the movie was shot really well. Like it, it looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lighting was really good. And like the cut scenes were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, there weren't a lot of kills until the end. Mm-mm. I don't think we see our first death until um, Dean, right? The dad with the antlers? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hmm. See, so yeah, up until then, it's very suspenseful. Um, and it moves pretty quick. It's not, there weren't really good. any slow spots. Mm, see, I disagree because we paused it at an hour and eight minutes hour and four minutes or something because we had i forget what we were doing but um abby was like holy cow there's still 40 more minutes of this movie and that was when you realize what's going on yeah but it went i feel like it went fast though yeah Hmm. i don't know i think they also included that alternate ending though into that hour and 40 minutes yeah the credits plus the alternate ending okay so maybe it really wasn't all that long i guess um Okay, so let's go to our new segment. Well, what was your favorite kill? Definitely the Deans. Dean with, with the, the antlers. antlers. Yeah. Both of you picked Dean? Mm-hmm. I think I got to go with my man Jeremy. I like the curb stomp. Just wow, 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 wow. <laughs> I thought the, that was cool. Not as good as the brains they showed in Halloween. Remember that? Oh, it know. was like old meat. Halloween 2018. Yeah, they did. Uh, it was bad. Yeah. Some old ground <laughs> chuck. It was so great. It was just like like yeah. a rotten pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, definitely Dean. Yeah, no, it was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I um, just liked that it was antlers and he yeah. deserved it. Yeah. Yeah, mine's got to be. I, I honestly think a lot of what plays in that is that I could not stand that guy, Jeremy. So I was like really glad when it, yeah. Yeah, he was annoying. When it happened. I really took him out. Fuck that guy. All right. Well, I got some fun facts for you. Ready? Fun facts with Josh. Thank you. It's Josh here with the fun facts. <laughs> this film was shot in 23 days. Wow. That's faster than uh, I know you did last summer. That's quick. Mm-hmm. And apparently the abduction scene at the beginning was much more violent. Um, originally it involved a dark gun. I don't know. I think the strangling was more violent than a dark gun, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think a dark gun would be pretty, like, tame. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I assume it just would have been a tranquilizer and the guy just would have, like. Yeah. And you, I don't know how you do that in that kind of neighborhood, though. Well, how do you strangle him and kill right. him? Right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Like, wow. Okay. Budget. What do you guys think the budget was for this movie? Twenty? No. I'm gonna say twelve. Twelve mil? Yeah. I don't know that it's. I'm trying to think if it would be that high. I'm always way off with these anyway. I'm gonna go lower. I'm gonna say nine. Four point five million dollars. Jesus. Oh. 
box office, two hundred and fifty five oh, million wow. dollars. Banked. Wow. Banked. Huh. So we kind of talked about this earlier, but Rotten Tomatoes, the critics at Rotten Tomatoes, they gave this a ninety eight percent. Which I looked into that. Do you know how those ratings work? Mm-mm. So it's if a critic gives it more than 3.5 out of 5 rating, that's how the 98%. Per- so it's not actual ratings. It's the percentage of critics that gave it over a 3.5. Oh. oh. Yeah, I looked oh. at that earlier. That's weird. I was like, well, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah, I don't I like that, though. That. No, audience gave it 86%. And then the audience votes out of 10, I think. So it's an actual um, percentage. So we were lower. What did we give it? Do you remember? No. 3.83, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so what is that? I don't know. I can tell you. Divided by five. 77% is what we gave it. Mm. Ow. I feel like 96 is a little high. 98. 98. Yeah, that's too high. Um, IMDb gives it a 77%. Metascore gave it an 85%. So we were more on on par with IMDb, but I think those are all... Um, profesh? <laughs> Semi-profesh? No, I think it's just like if you have an IMDb account, you can give it a rating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. You guys excited for Scream 2? Stoked. It'll be great. Uh, I'm excited for it. I really hoped I won. I was going to pick Hatchet, and then I changed last minute. I don't want to watch Hatchet. Uh, This movie's heralded as, like, the greatest horror movie of all time. I don't think it is, but I'm also, like, a slasher nerd. So, like, the psychological stuff. No, this movie. Get out. No, no, no. I would not say that. No. I really liked it, but I wouldn't say that. What's your favorite horror movie of all time? You have one pick. You can only watch that movie for the rest of your life. That's it. That one movie. That's hard. Maybe we should save that question for the next <gasps> yeah. one. Pick one. No. Pick one. We need time know. to think on that What's one. What's yours? If I had to pick one and only one ever, yeah. Scream. And you didn't give it a five. I don't think any movie should get a five. That's bullshit. There's always room for improvement. Maybe Scream 5 will get a five. Okay. It probably won't. Honest, but all right, whatever. We're already two hours and three minutes in this. I got a bunch of shit I got to cut out of it anyway, so that's fine. Mostly <laughs> Seth's comments and long-winded explanations about life and why he feels the way he does about certain things. Mm-hmm. If only people knew. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Mm-mm. I just want to say that people should continue to give us more questions. Yeah, we need more questions. Give Please. us all the questions. Add some movies so that we can put them on the wheel. Mm, that's true. How many movies are on the wheel right now? There's like 10. That's still decent. People. Yeah. Wow, we've got 10 yeah. requests? Yeah. Wow. What's our next Kruby's request? Crawl. 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 Oh, yeah, I already, wa- I already yeah, watched, watched it. it already. It's really good. Huh. Interesting. Well, until uh, next time, where can people find us if they want to interact or they want to leave us requests? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Horror Movie Crew Podcast, and we're available on all podcast streaming platforms. Yay. Wow. We're doing big things. We are doing big things. Big old things. All right. Last opportunity, kids. Anything else you want to talk about? 
volumes good yes did i already ask you that yes oh i'm sorry <laughs> sorry i'm not Two sorry pussies